Hello, Dan. Now the fuck we doing, Dan, eh? It's the Heavy Boys Podcast, Dan, eh? I'm Brody and that's Bailey. Hey, you doing, Hi, mate? Dan. I'm not too bad. It was my Friday today. Now I've got oh, yeah, my three-day of- weekend. Round of applause for Mr. Bailey, then, isn't it? Hey, do a <laughs> little bit of a curtsy for me there, mate. Bloody anyway, good look, Queen's porridge, mate. That's what it is, eh? Look, before we get stuck into our top 20, I, I just wanted to quickly rush through the Metal Hammer top 50 because I, th- I thought this was pretty uh, pretty good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things in here that, you know, either of us probably would have gone for. So um, I just want to quickly brush through some of the things that maybe – we might see in our own lists. Maybe not. Don't know. Don't give a fuck. You'll find out in about an hour's time. <laughs> Unless you don't yeah. stick around because you're a cunt. That's a fact. That is a true <laughs> fact right there. So at number 45, I literally just took out the highlights. I'm not fucking around here. Number 45 was Greg Pucciato's solo album, mm-hmm. A Child Soldier, Creator of God. I think that's a pretty good placement. Um, yep. Number 44, Ingested, Where Only Gods May Tread. 36, Make Them Suffer, How to Survive a Funeral. Pretty pretty high yeah, up. Good on them. Not, not low enough down or not high enough up to the number yeah. one spot for me, but I'll, I'll cop that. Yeah, that's repping, good for repping, repping Aussie boys, I like yeah. that. Uh, Sepultura with Quadra. I didn't even know they had an album. <laughs> is, Mac, is Max still even in the band? don't know. Don't care. Uh, Touche Amore with Ooh. Lament. Yep. I heard that was pretty good at number uh, 21. Mm-hmm. It's topped It topped a few charts I saw. Yeah, I, I heard it was really good, but mm-hmm. not for me. Marilyn Manson at 21 with We Are Chaos. I mean, whatever. Uh, Lamb of God self-titled album. Forgot that even dropped because it was yeah. boring. Um, Buried Tomorrow with Cannibal at mm-hmm. 16. Loathe at number 12 with I Let okay. It In and It Took yep. Everything. Ripper album, mm-hmm. uh, Trivium at number eight. What the dead men say. Okay. Ornasi Pazuzu with Mastar oh, and that's Kinsey. a Ranzi Pazuzu. <laughs> okay, I don't give a fuck. Um, orangutan Pazuzu. Orangutan poo poo. At number at number four. Um, I actually went and listened to it. It's, it's definitely weird. Oranzi. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's fucking de- weird. It's definitely weird. It wasn't what <laughs> I thought it was going to be, considering all like the hype it got. Yeah. Um. At number three was Code Orange and underneath. Okay. Another another solid placement. Mm-hmm. It it deserved a top five placement. Um. Napalm Death with Throws of Joy in the Jaws of Defeatism at number two. Don't even know if defeatism is a word, but I'll cop <laughs> it. And number one, Bailey, can I have a drum roll, please? Oh. Deftones with Ohms oh. at number one. Big up, the boys. Not bad. I, I, I do yeah. like that placement. I do yeah. like it a little bit. Um, not going to lie. It was a very good album. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't argue with that placement. Big album. Um, if, if you're a fucking dipshit. Um, <laughs> no, nah, look, it's whatever. It's a very good album and it deserves its placement mm. in any top five, to be very honest. Um, but look, since we went through that one very briefly, I don't suppose you got one that you found anywhere that was um, any good worth mentioning i did see one that actually wasn't too bad i just can't find it well i might i might do a quick google if you want to ramble on well while he's googling stuff i'll just give you guys the quick rundown a very brief rundown as to what the the uh running time not running time but how it's going to run tonight so we're going to go from 20 to 1 hopefully um 
we will just briefly brush through albums. We do have some extra things going on that we'd probably like to do after this. So we're trying, we would like to talk as much as we can, but after the three, nearly three hours last week, I think we can like mm. push, <laughs> push through a little bit quicker. Um, but we're going to go one for one. So we'll start at 20 and obviously work our way up to number one. Um, if we can chime in at any time, um, we we will. Obviously, if we have it further up or we've already spoken about it, we won't chime in too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, just give some extra bits and pieces. If we did miss out on something, if we want to agree, if we disagree, <coughs> um, doesn't matter. But that's probably how we're going to be doing it. So um, if Bailey is ready. He is. He's been looking forward to this one all day long. Oh, bro, I've been so excited. Today's gone so fucking long. I tried to fill my day up with so much unnecessary shit to do. that like <laughs> Just to pass just took, time. Oh, bro, the day just took even longer. So do you, do you want to start? I mean, I could definitely start. All right, what's, what's your number 20? All right, so as let's, I mentioned uh, last let's week. Let's go, boys, that, let's go. That Necrot album did only just miss out on the list. And my number 20 entry is actually the album that uh, beat it out. And we have Verminous by the Black Dahlia Murder. So this is an album that waved in and out of my top 20 list a few times this year, but ultimately deserved a spot, being, in my opinion, the best death metal album of the year. And as I mentioned, only nudging Necrot out for the title. Dahlia don't do anything different from what you've come to expect with this record, but they have their sound, they have what they do, and they fucking nail it every time. Front to back, I think this might be their most complete work so far. Um, if you're new to death metal or you just kind of want to get around it, I think these guys are definitely the place to start. They're not that sort of muddy, sludgy kind of death you get. Um, it's a lot more easy to grab onto, especially if you are coming from the metal core or death core sort of thing. Um, for my, me, the favorite track on there was Sunless Empire. It was definitely the standout. And um, I think what uh, was so good about this as well is uh, when I'm uh, bit, doing a bit of grinding on WoW, the album cover looks exactly like the uh, area of the Covenant I chose, Maldraxxus, so <laughs> it looks cool. Fucking nice, It's very dude. fitting, boys. It is actually a really good album. And yeah. um, one that I didn't really go back to once I'd finished listening to it, um, just because I think there was, like, obviously there was other things that I was mm. more interested in. But it, I would definitely agree that it is there their most consistent body of work, I would say it's been a very mm. enjoyable album. Um, I'll probably agree with you in terms of the best, one of the best death metal albums. Um, I don't really think there's anything else to add that you haven't already covered. It's a very you solid album. It, yeah. Yeah. That, get into it. If you haven't already mm-hmm. uh, a very solid album. Um, Verminous, the black Dahlia murder at Bailey's yes. number 20. Congratulations. Um, I had um, Palimpsest by Protest the Hero at number 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, this one was not supposed to be there. <laughs> um, it was actually... Um, fuck, what was it? It was actually Cabal. with dragged okay. me out. Um, when I saw that tour poster for, um, was it Humanity's Last Breath, Black Tongue yep. and Cabal, I was like, okay. Saw they released the album April. I was like, oh! Um, <laughs> but not too much about Cabal because they didn't make it into Fuck Them. Um, but Protest the Hero dropped a really solid fucking album this year. I um, would have to say that it's some of the best vocal work from anyone out there at the moment, especially in terms of clean vocals mm-hmm. for me. Um, 
would like to kind of retract a bit on a statement that I made last week about clean vocals. It's not that I don't care about them. It's if there's predominantly screaming in your band, I would rather hear the screaming over clean vocals. If it's obviously clean vocals that you're going for, or you're a post-hardcore band or you're a metalcore band, it's obviously to be expected. However, even then still clean vocals aren't what pushed me through that album or that band's discography. It is the music itself. And then the mm-hmm. screaming, obviously to me, the singing is just like an added plus if it's any good. Um, Not a cash grab. Yes, exactly. Fucking right. Um, some of the best vocal work lyrics based around American history. Um, yeah. That which in cool. today's, in today's climate actually really fucking demolishes down every single wall that, mm-hmm. you know, Trump's tried to build. <laughs> I think the instrumentals could have easily come from their older works, um, but they don't really feel dated. They obviously made it sound new and fresh. Yeah. Um, I would have to say that um, it's the most consistent album um, from start to finish for me personally. Um, theirs, yeah. Yes. From um, I mean, you can obviously get rid of the interludes. They don't really add anything <laughs> besides like a, a break in the yeah. fucking pacing of the album. Um I think the best songs from the album would be the Canary from the Sky and um, probably Rivet if it's not Little Snakes. Nice. But um, yeah, that's my number 20. Lovely, lovely. Number 19. Um, There's two albums in my list that I would have to uh, argue that have one of the best album names of the year. One that didn't make oh the list God, I do want to uh, mention was End um, from the Ever-Changing Splinter's Face one. That was a great one. But this one, To Dull the Blades of Your Abuse by Leached. So going from their last record to this one, you can notice they've really come into their own a lot more. They copped a lot of criticism off the last record for being basically straight-up Code Orange worship. Um, this time they've taken a bit of a darker sound and approach for this release. Um Leech have done a great job of creating the atmosphere and uncomfortable moments in their metallic hardcore. Showing anyone who isn't a fan of this metal, that yeah, brings me so much joy just watching their facial reactions and un- how uncomfortable they get. Um, 10 tracks and 36 minutes long. It doesn't outstay its welcome, but you can definitely leave you wishing, hoping you had more. There's no filler. It's all meat. Um, it's really for people that enjoy that sort of code orange style but want something that's a bit greedy, a bit more full on, a bit heavier. Maybe a couple of goats were sacrificed. Um, the only thing I have bad about to say this album was the vocals were mixed too low in it. Um, it kind of just oh, almost blends that. in with the music and you can't really get much out of it because it is basically lows the whole time. So if the vocals were a bit more high, that would be sick. But I think standout tracks for me would be I, Flatline and Earth and Ash. So we have leached with to dull the blades of your abuse. Interesting. I might have to get into that. I did like, Co- I do like code orange. Mm. So if that's just a heavier code orange, you fucking <laughs> sign me the fuck up. Um, at number 19, I've got ghost main with anti icon. Mm-hmm. Um, this was huge for me. I um kind of missing suicide boys a lot, especially this year. Um, they're pretty sure they dropped an album or something this year towards the start and it was garbage. And we've had, we've had a lot of alternative hip hop and alternative rappers come through this year with some releases, but I think this one's definitely one of the more interesting of Mm. those said releases. 
um, more in the industrial style, but I mean, like, yeah. I can't really tell. I, I haven't gone back and listened to any of his other stuff, so I don't know whether this is just the norm for him. Um, however, I would just say that um, it's, it, it perfectly mixes those two genres, I thought. Yeah, um, 100%. The rippity, the rippity dippity rippity dippity <laughs> flows that um popularized by you know the soundcloud rappers you know, yeah. fucking pooyah and uh, suicide boys and that sort of shit um they're, they're definitely present but like i'm a massive sucker for that type of flow because it's i don't know it just sounds sick <laughs> it does in, in my fucking like slow smooth fucking <laughs> brain um this re- album really has me stumped though because I don't really have a lot to say about it, negative or good. I just enjoyed yeah. a lot of my time here and I would probably recommend that you just listen to it for yourself if you haven't already. I, I can cast a lot of judgment on some songs, but like it's up to your own opinion and I'm, I would love to rather have a discussion over it than me tell you what I think about it because... This is this is an album worth breaking down in like a in like a half hour to an hour yeah. conversation. I think um, I would absolutely recommend this if you are into those style of rappers like like the Scar Lord and Puya, you know, Suicide Boys in that strain of um, rapper. I would say, however, that the first half of the album is definitely the best half of the yeah. album. Um, so don't you know, worry if it gets to like the midway point or even further along and you go, well, this is shit because you may not be alone there. Um, but that is my number 19. It's ghost main with anti-icon, anti-icon. doesn't fucking matter. Lovely, lovely, mate. Number 18, an album I listened to a lot this year, but uh, looking back over the year has fallen right from within my top five to number 18. We Ooh. have Everyone Loves You Once You Leave Them by the Amity of Fiction. That's a to be fair. It, the fuck happened? A lot of good things came out, mate. This came out at like <laughs> the start of February, I think. Yeah, it so, did. It came out really early on in the year. Uh-huh. It's a hundred percent a return to form by the Gimpy Boys, um, taking a lot of a darker approach to their new pop sound, if you want to call it that but still having a lot of heavy tracks such as Coffin, All My Friends and Catatonia. Um, Just Like Me and A Loneliness are super emotional songs. Um, ones that definitely stood out to me as well. While keeping that sort of pop rock sort of vibe about it, it was still the Amity Affliction. Um, a lot of these songs um, play incredibly in live. I've had at least had the chance to see some of them before COVID came along. I hope they keep Coffin and All My Friends as the opener set, opening part of the set for the rest of they they play those songs rip live yeah i wouldn't doubt it it's probably one of the better ways to open an album for them i yeah. think too oh yeah 100 percent. i think going forward they do need to if they obviously they don't want to keep making chasing ghosts young bloods all that but i think this is definitely the way forward for them however many albums they have left in them i think they've kind of found that sweet spot between the more poppy stuff and the heaviest stuff the old fans want. Yep. I back that. Yep. So there's 18. Everyone loves you once you leave them by the Amity Affliction. My number 18 was Vermicide Violence, the Paraxis of Prophylaxis. Um, another a parody album from Jared <laughs> Along, uh, the guy behind Sunrise Skater Kids, Canadian Baseball, you know, except this time he's just based it all in the realm of fucking deathcore. <laughs> um, 
Look, honestly, considering how stupid a lot of the lyrics are, I found a lot to enjoy about this album musically and lyrically too. Um, you know, the whole promotion behind the album was that it was supposed to be a, like a COVID companion. Um, yeah. You know, like, you know, to raise awareness of COVID and then all of the bullshit conversations that Karen's <laughs> have about vaccinations and other mm-hmm. useless fucking topics. Um it's pretty on the nose for a lot of the things in here, but I would argue that quite possibly one of the better, de- like straight up deathcore albums mm-hmm. this year. There is a lot to like musically, and if you do enjoy deathcore and really like intense deathcore at that, um, don't take this album as a fucking joke because it's not. It rips um, ass, dude. It does. Yeah, <laughs> it fucking really like, does. Yeah, for. Deathcore as well being a bit stale at the moment, you know, everything kind of being a bit same, same in that more straight up sound. This was definitely a standout. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as being a bit of a fucking laugh as well. So oh, it's, yeah, it's so great. I would have to say like one of my um, favorite songs on there is um, Pure Injections of Autism. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's not, that's not even what it's called. I feel like a fuckwit now. It's... Um, <laughs> Concentrated injections of pure autism. Um, there's another one on here, uh, Corona Viscerated. Um, preclusion of the mastectomy. You know, like it's it's that type of fucking yeah. album. Um, <laughs> asthmatic asphyxiation, like, come on. They even do a deathcore medley at yeah, the end of the album. Great. Reign of Deafness. I think yeah. that one, that is <laughs> fucking great. And those medleys are a staple yeah. for Jared along. And I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that he didn't, you know, not do one. Yeah, 100%. Um, gotta say, the riffs and tones, fucking so good. And I don't think I really skipped a single song on here. I think everything was enjoyed from front to back. Um, doesn't go up higher, though. As you'll see, that there's just way better albums above this. But <laughs> for, a death, for a Deathcore album of 2020, I think this is fucking superb. Um, Vermicide Violence, The Paraxis of Prophylaxis. Nice, number nice, 18. Nice, nice. Move into my number 17, another album that when it came out did sit quite highly. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, haven't been listening to it as much lately. Um, coming into the back end of the year, there's been some sick releases. But to, uh, to let you know, we have What the Dead Men Say by Trivium. So Solid. This Trivium record is by no means their best release. Um. But start to finish, it's great. I want to uh, take back what I said last week about one of the tracks. I, it came on again, and I actually didn't mind it for being a bit more softer and whatnot. Um, going Go back on. again, it wasn't bad. Name drop. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we said it last week. It was, um, I think it's like the fourth track. Bleed Into Me, wasn't it? Or yeah, like Bleed that. Into Me, that's it. Yeah. Um, Matt and Corey shred the guitars on this record. Some some of their best writing, I think, for the guitars. Um, you can tell Matt's been playing around with all kinds of plugins, all kinds of amps, all kinds of pedals. And there's some sick stuff on here. Um, huge influence. He's been listening to Fit Boys. Um, those scrapes are sick. Um, <laughs> I love a good scrape. The writing and singing, I think, are definitely coming along as well. There's a lot more of a... um joint effort in that i know Paolo had a lot more to say with this record as well and gee where's my alex is drumming on this record the oh, man he's incredible isn't he he's a different breed 
He's just off chops, dude. I don't know where they fucking dug that guy up from, but I know. fucking hell, he but is insane. You go back, he um, Matt has a video on his Twitch. I think it might even be his YouTube now that he did an interview with Alex, and he just asked him kind of like, "What is your catalog like?" And it's never ending. It is more so tech death sort of stuff, like really, really nuts stuff. But it's never ending. He's done filler albums for so many people. He's toured with so many people. It's it's ridiculous. Um, there's some some of the heaviest trivium songs like "Bending the Ark" and "Amongst the Shadows and the Stones," absolute rages, and some of the guitar solos, man. Ah, oh, I need to see this album live. They've they've done a great job. Big up the trivium boys. Yeah, I'll I'll back that. It wasn't really up there for me. I, you know, not that I don't care for it or anything. It um, definitely the best that they've sounded in terms of you know where they're at now as a mm-hmm. modern metal band. Um, I, I can't fault them for effort. I think it's nice hearing Heafy back in the screaming chair a lot more. Um, and musically, I don't think they've ever really sounded so tight, yep. especially now that they've found a new style of music to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's still in waves as their top album, but I'm I'm happy Deluxe to try edition. and. Yes, uh, has to be. Um, yeah, like I'm happy to be swayed at some point, but no, obviously not right now. But yeah, that's a very good shout, Bailey. I like that one. So what was that? Number 17. 17, what the dead men say. Trivium. Fantastic. And uh, my turn for number 17. And this one, a little bit different. Um, okay. Not in the realm of metal. Uh, actually, uh, more in the realm of R&B and hip hop if you could call it that. It's uh, Childish Gambino with uh, 31520. Um, Didn't know he album this year. <laughs> yeah, well, neither did I until I looked <laughs> at it. Um, this, one, this one came at the start of the year. And um, personally, it's my favorite project of his uh, since uh, because of the internet. Um, it was a surprise drop for me as, as well. I mean, like you obviously just heard about it now, but I think it came out in like March or something. As like a, mm-hmm. it was like a live stream video before it went as an album. Okay. Like it, it was a live stream, and then it directly, like as soon as that finished, the album dropped everywhere. Okay. Um, obviously, for those who are in the loop, they got to see the live stream. Um, but look, I think it's a return to form. You know, it's a return to a sound that I'm sure other fans of his fell in love with when they originally heard him. Um, it's not a return to like the camp era. If yeah. I mixed up my words, which I think I did, I think it's more in the realm of because the internet and maybe what um, "Awaken My Love" should have sounded like if he actually gave a fuck about that <laughs> album. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, I probably could have done without hearing "It Feels Like Summer" again. Uh, it's a, that's a terrible fucking song, and <laughs> I think the only reason why I didn't notice it was there is because they added an extra minute of intro to the start of it, and then they changed the name to the, the timestamp of the of the, of the song. Uh. That's what that, the album is essentially just timestamps, except for two. I think it's like time and algorithm. Um, some songs are longer than they need to be, and that's obviously because of the interludes or either the start or the end of the songs, which makes it hard picking out individual songs. Yeah. Because, you know, some of them are like six and a half minutes long, but the song only goes for like three minutes or something <laughs> stupid. Um, you know, the fact that it is a continuous album is actually very nice, though. Um, so if you're going to listen to it, I do suggest starting it, obviously, from the top and go to the fucking end, like a normal person would, not a psychopath. <laughs> Um, I'm playing it backwards, I, man. Or on shuffle. I don't like that. <laughs> don't listen to an album the first time on shuffle. You're a fucking monster. That, yeah. um, highlights for me are track four, 
I, I think uh, 21 Savage has a fucking killer verse <laughs> on that. And oh, um, boy. Oh, he, he's incredible, but um, you can tell it. Oh, he obviously wasn't like able to do it close enough to where Gambino is because he sounds like he's recorded on his iPhone or something. Okay. Um, but because I don't want to read out full timestamps, I'm just going to read out the track num- uh, track numbers. Four, five, I think it's nine and 12. They're, they're my standout tracks from Childish Gambino's 3, 15, 20. Num- my number 17 to 2020. Cool. I I might go check it out later on. You should. Moving into my number 16. We have an album already mentioned by you. Anti-Icon Ooh. by Ghostmane. Hey, <laughs> yeah, so basically exactly what you said. I felt like it was a huge step forward in Ghostmane's career, and I think he's gone and taken the crown from Suicide Boys with this release, especially after that last Suicide Boys release. Um. It honestly has the best of that emo trap sort of rap sound. Um, there's a lot of fire bars. It amazes me how quick these guys can spit as well. Like you said, it's honestly, oh, yeah. it's nuts. Um, I think Vagabond is a standout track for me. That thing shreds. Yes. Um, Sacrilege also has one of the hardest beats this year as well, I think. Um, big standout tracks from Ghostmane. Like you said, it's, it's hard to kind of pick pick apart it in a way as well like you don't know where you really sit with it obviously you know if you like it or not but it is almost a bit hard to talk about in a way yeah oh, I, I completely it's i don't know how to explain it but i exactly exactly the same thing as you i don't really know what to say about it out of all of the albums that i think i've got on here that was the hardest one to write to for. write for yeah I went back so many times and uh-huh. I listened to it so many times just to make sure that I really couldn't say anything about it. I can't. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was way too hard. Like I've at least like with Suicide Boys. Six I could... lines here. <laughs> I had less. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it was really hard to pull apart that one. And again, like I'm happy to try and have a conversation mm-hmm. about that with other people and see what they actually liked about it, what they didn't like. I think because it leans so heavily into um, – the industrial sound too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to drag on too much about it, but um, it sounds a lot like Nine Inch Nails through a lot of the songs mm. on that album. And I don't have a problem with that. I love Nine Inch yeah. Nails. But yes, you can continue. Sorry. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say, but yeah. If you do oh. enjoy that sound, definitely go put it on if you haven't already for some reason. Yeah, well, Anti-icon. that's... Um, Ghostman. That's Throw two mentions. Fuck it yeah. up. Congratulations. I think I like yeah, that. that's the first one. Well done, Ghostman. Yes, Queen. All right. My <laughs> number 16 is Monolith with No Saints, Ooh. No Solace. I fucking love this album so much. I had this on fucking repeat for so long this year. Um, I heard this uh, mentioned by the Plague Father himself, mm-hmm. Mr. Alex Tain. Um, I think this is one of the more, more satisfying LPs from um, relative unknowns in the genre. I think this is that their first full yeah. release. I haven't, I tried digging through to make sure that they were a new band when the album dropped and I couldn't find anything else. So they must be um, crushing riffs from front to back. I think some of the passages throughout this album give me massive progressive metal vibes. And I think they fucking nail the sound very well. Um, kind of in a way, dipping their toes into the new metal core, but giving it that tinge of death core mm-hmm. that Just I turning it up a little bit that I would probably prefer 
Um, and New deathcore. I, I love the fucking drums in this. They sound so fucking good. Mm. I could carry on about how good the snare <laughs> sounds as well, but I'm not going to because then I'll go on a rant about fucking um, Matt Halpern's snare. Oh, the one I like, sent today, yeah. Oh, bro. that He... Him and Nolly have such a good mm-hmm. sense of sound. I have to stay on track. Um, but look, I think I think they haven't put a foot wrong on this album. Um, it's legitimately all killer and no filter. Um, after a while on repeat, it did get tedious, however. Um, but I think there are enough individual songs on here to, that you could put into your own playlists. Um, and I think that alone gives this whole album a pass. Um, some standouts for me are fun- Funerary, um, Night Marcher, and Slave, and the Atonement tracks. Now, if you can count out of 10 tracks, that's five. <laughs> <laughs> I did some quick maths and figured that out. <laughs> well done, buddy. You're so smart. <laughs> um, if, if that, that's probably a testament to how fucking solid this thing mm. is. Um, and it's also very good as well that the atonement tracks are one after the other. It is a very good way to close out the album. And um, if you do like Deathcore, give this a listen. Monolith, no saints, no solace. Big release. Yeah, fucking huge. I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, foot down from the start and it just doesn't let go. Nope. <laughs> it, it, it fucking hurts when you hear that album, I think. <laughs> One of one of the bigger albums that do that, in mm. my opinion. Nice, mate. Number fifteen. First thing I have to say about this record: Watashi wa Sad Boy Crew. <laughs> <laughs> we have within destruction with Yoki. I love that line, man. It's so good. It's so dumb, but so good. <laughs> Every time I hear it, you have to say it. <laughs> um, oh so it's Deathcore. <laughs> Deathcore with a huge Jap pop culture influence. And it's something I didn't know I needed until I got it. Now I need more. Um, I'm fully for them switching up this uh, more slam sound for this as well. I thoroughly enjoyed both. Jesus, mate, do you need a tissue? <laughs> I, had to, I had to mute myself. I'm laughing so hard. I'm lightheaded, bro. Keep talking. <laughs> um, I mean, as cringe as the line is, the uh, don't be a pussy-ass motherfucker, it's so good that <laughs> you just can't help but shout along as well. The first time hearing it, I was like, surely they didn't just say that, bro. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I forgot the album existed and these one-liners are in there. Oh, they're so um, good. The Bill Saber track uh, feature was sick as well, I thought. Um, so if you don't know who he is, he's a SoundCloud rapper. Sort of goes for that more sort of darky oh, alt emo rap. They still definitely... um include their slam segments in here which will please the older fans uh, but more bands need to use the like the anime lines before breakdowns like the one in no way out in <laughs> 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 
It's so good. It's such oh. a fun album from start oh. to finish. Bro. I think my favorite track would have to be Alone. Um, it's, I guess, the more poppy one of them all. Super upbeat, uh, upbeat drums. Um, it's got a sick intro as well, like the, the j- classic Japanese sound. Um, bang Bang, that has that sort of the trap rap vibe as Haraki by, with Bill. And um, Sakura is um, the perfect track for like an anime show or movie. It's so epic along the lines of that one Bring Me the Rise and Had with Baby Metal. It's so, <laughs> it makes you feel so good. King Slayer! Oh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. And then um, it's so super genty and also reminds me of um, It's All Love by Periphery. Huge fan of that song too. It's, so, yeah. it's All Smiles? Yeah, that one. Gotcha. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, within destruction, number 15. Go throw it on, sad boy crew. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it properly because I think you'll remember when it came out. I was not a fan of no. it, I didn't like it, I didn't like it at all. And like, I, I did go back and listen to it because I obviously missed a lot of albums in my honorable mentions and stuff. I'm like, does it really fit anywhere else besides in the shit list? It's still in the shit list at the moment, hmm. but um. Due to the due to the wiping tears out of my eyes just before for like two minutes straight, I think um, I have to go back and listen to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's my crew. laughs> uh, at number fifteen, I've got buried alive with Fuego. <laughs> um, look, uh, quite possibly one of the m- most um, one of the most sonically pleasing albums of twenty twenty for me. Um, I think Charles and Kaylee Caswell have absolutely fucking nailed this album. And um, for for only really coming around on this you know group uh, this year, um, this album still floors me whenever I put it on. I can go through this album once or twice a day. Um, Yes, there are probably some songs you can skip and, you know, some songs that really don't need to be on there. Some tracks kind of do feel a bit the same. They use the same riffs and chord progressions and blah, blah, blah. Um, however, I think the um, the fruit puns as song titles, some mm. of the solos <clears throat> in the um, album are just fucking incredible, um, especially with the Lucas Mann feature. I think it's Planet of the Grapes. Yeah. Uh, that song is fucking phenomenal, mm. and I – probably listen to that at least once or twice a day how it didn't break top 10 i don't fucking know um but look it's whatever um i can't really talk about the instrumentals because they're honestly the best things about the album um charles is just an incredible sense of sound and you know if there wasn't enough pew pews on this album i would have thought it was like a fucking car bomb sort of album but it's not um look Personally, I think you just need to get around this album if you haven't already. Um, definitely a very interesting set of sounds, set of songs. And he even went and did an acoustic version of the title track. He renamed it to Bomegranite. <clears throat> now, um, not that Fuego is a bad song, not that Bomegranite's an even better one, but if you wanted to hear what acoustic dubstep sounded like, that's Bomegranite. <laughs> like, this album fucks in um, all senses of the word for me, honestly. I'd probably have to pick Fuego, um, The Grape Depression, Planet of the Grapes, and Drive-By Fruiting as the highlights for me. 
Um, Buried Alive at number 15 with Fuego. Go fuck yourself if you haven't listened to it. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. The verdict. It's just too good. And once you're once you're <laughs> done with that, go back and listen to his better albums. <laughs> They're better albums. There are two. Yeah. Number 14 is another album that has already be mentioned and one I didn't know if it was going to even be in your list because I don't remember really talking to you about it all year. We have Protest the Hero. Yeah. Um, We brought it up a couple of days ago. We were just chatting and it came up somehow. And I, it was already in my list at the time and I didn't really know if it was going to be in yours or not. But yeah. It fell in and out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad it's up there to be honest. Yeah, I didn't I, know I didn't know where to put it, and I thought twenty was a good spot for me. But I'm happier to see it up further in someone else's list. Yeah, it honestly. was a really solid release. Um, protesters have kept their weedily weedily at an all time high. I feel like they've definitely included more of a storytelling aspect to their songs, though. Yes, um, while keeping the super technical stuff. Um, yeah, there's some great great vocals. Uh, great lyrics as well. Um, some of the deliveries are slightly weird and really, I guess, not normal for your normal metal fan, but they're great. He can hit some killer notes. Oh, yeah. I think From the Sky is a huge standout track for me and clocking in at six minutes, 15 seconds. Take my picture! <laughs> I'm dick, I'm posing! Oh, my train is coming in. Oh, um, it's so good. Yeah, it's so feel good. Yeah, if you like, if you enjoy the periphery sort of stuff and you enjoy the more sort of fun, upbeat, poppy stuff they do, these guys are definitely the one for you. I think it's one of their best albums they've put out in a while. And if you're like me, you really enjoyed some of the older stuff that kind of fell off a little bit. I think this is definitely, definitely go ahead and put this album on. Um, I give you like Fortress and that sort of stuff, but kind of, yeah, exactly. I don't know what happened. I just stopped listening to them, I guess. Stop, forgot they put out albums and then realized this one was out. I was like, shit. Yeah, well, I think the, the last one that I remember hearing was Pacific Myth. And that one, I think they only released as like uh, an album you could buy through a specific, I think it was actually Bandcamp. Yeah, it wasn't, it it wasn't was anywhere weird. else. I think it was and like a subscription thing. Like you paid for it and you got a song a month was. or something. Yeah, I think I think well, I think it was because it did yeah. drop periodically. And yeah. um I remember um being really into Volition, I think the album was. I don't actually remember the name. It was like twenty eleven or twenty thirteen. I think it was twenty thirteen with the Eagle on the cover. Yeah. Or the Vulture, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Um I think after that album, because it was I think it was in Guitar Hero, one of their songs. Yeah. And I remember hearing it going, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it blew my fucking little yeah. tiny brain away. And then, because um, I have all the Guitar Heroes on the Nintendo Wii at home. Yeah, yeah so it was 2013. Went, yeah, sweet. So, like, I remember going through them with my brother. We were getting super stoned playing mm-hmm. Guitar Hero. And then I was like, dude, I wonder what these guys are up to. The Pacific Myth, I think, was, like, one of the first times I actually realized they did, like, concept albums and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, Pacific Myth's a fucking good listen, but mm-hmm. but, but on track, on track. Um, mm. um, this this latest offering is fucking great. Yeah, man. I'm so um, I'm so glad it's up so high on it's your big list. as well. 
55 yeah. minutes. Oh, and what, 52, yeah, 13. What What is it, like 10 real tracks? Yeah, 10 real, three, oh, yeah, three interlude. That's a good length for me. Because I think in total, like, there's like two minutes, maybe two and a half minutes of interludes, yeah. not even. And, like, I like so that. You still I hit like around the 50-minute mark. That's that's uh, that's good. I yeah. Like that. I think we both touched on that one pretty well. Big, big album, great soaring highs, great wheedly wheedlies. What more could you ask for, hey? More weedly weedlies. <laughs> number 14, um, we had Protest the Hero. And my number 14 is Pathogen with Null Space. Oh! I, um, that's good. Glad to see I, it made it. I fucking love this album. I was waiting for like a really like sick math core album to come back into my life considering uh, Car Bomb's album last year was very mm. disappointing. Um, this honestly fills the biggest fucking hole in my heart. Um, also cause Dylan's aren't really making yeah. music anymore. And although pathogen are definitely not the same sound as Dillinger, um, more kind of in the realm of death core, yeah. I would say, um, it's honestly one of the better albums in terms of math core that I've listened to in a little while. Um, especially considering mathcore gens- uh, tends to generally be like rock music. Yeah, not um, as brutal as something like this. Yeah, no. This 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 thing, this is another one of those albums that like stomps on your fucking throat mm-hmm. and like doesn't like let go and make sure it's part of the pavement, dude. Um, this album was consistently played over the space of a fucking week when you first sent it to me because yeah, I just I couldn't get enough of it, dude. <laughs> My face that, melting. That was an riffs. early Christmas present. Oh, very fucking early. <laughs> Woo! Look here, boy, have this. <laughs> uh, thanks, Papa. <laughs> um, face melting riffs. The rhythm section is just so mm-hmm. fucking tight. Yeah. Um, I've been on a bit of a snare binge for a long, for a little while this year, and I would have to say this is definitely one of the best sounding <sighs> snares this year. The drums sound fantastic. That fucking crunch, dude. Yeah. I ended up listening. I ended up finding the right headphones to listen to this album on. <laughs> Good. And it, it is popped, incredible. Hey. It's incredible, incredible, incredible. I wish I could have put it up higher, to be honest. But yeah. um, look, uh, again, I just want to say um, fantastic album. In- incredible, really, from front to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's maybe like one dud on there, but I can't but remember. It's not even that name. bad. That's what I mean. Like yeah. it may be one that maybe, but it's not, it's like pretty easy to look past it. Cause the whole mm-hmm. fucking thing is so good. Um, honestly, the, the, the fucking biggest standout for me and like, maybe you could probably agree. And I hope you fucking do. It's um, Pathmaker. That song fucking rips. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, so good and it's, the ghost notes getting yeah. into the fucking verse oh fuck me up bro the tones are so beefy oh my god yeah and kind of like another i actually wanted to find out whether these actually were on sevens or even higher because mm-hmm. like another album that i will mention a bit further on um really heavy in tones but they were sixes. not using, yeah, <laughs> like fucking it's sixes. Yeah. And I had to make sure I watched so many different videos. Sixes, <laughs> sixes. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
Bro, are they playing basses like six different. Like, <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got yeah, no, they've got a six string, but it's got fucking bass strings on it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, bro. Look, yeah, pathogen null space. Um, I rate this very highly. It, it's a shame I couldn't put it up any higher than fourteen, mm. but fuck it, man. It's a very good album. Have you played the instrumental through yet? Yes. Do you have a preference? <sighs> yes, and it's not the instrumental. Okay, I haven't um, put it I feel, on yet. I, I feel like it's a little boring. Mm. Um, like it's it's good maybe if you want to listen to the instrumental first. But I listened to it with vocals for such a long time. I feel like they added a lot more than what the instrumental mm-hmm. could just give. Yeah. Um, I yeah, feel so like there's another instrument itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if you're gonna listen to it, if you haven't heard the album before, go and listen to an instrumental so you can actually appreciate what the fuck's going on. Because <gasps> there's a lot very- going on. Oh yeah, it's very chaotic. Like dead ass. If if Dillinger Escape Plan was in a really angry fucking emo phase, as if they weren't already, but if they were a thousand times angrier, this is what these guys would fucking and be. tune to Drop Z. Oh fuck yeah! I don't know what the fuck they were doing, bro. But holy shit, yeah. Number fourteen, Pathogen, Null Space. Thick. I'm glad I made it. Oh, so am I, to be honest. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, a neck on the chopping block. Ada's <laughs> power, justice for the damned. Yeah, this was a fucking uh, rager. Huge album, and I've never really been a justice for the damned fan. I, I didn't have high expectations coming into this, but fuck my socks off. Do the boys deliver? This thing, yep. start to finish, murders you. Um, it opens with the title track. Oh, the the war drums, like at the start, building up into it, and then it just fucking kicks in, and then they just don't stop. Oh, Machine of War, I think, is um maybe my favorite track. It's so relentless. Um. Last week, I think it was, I mentioned this is what the end album should have sounded like recording-wise. Yep. Eh, it's so brutal and tight. Like, you know, Putters did this. This, this was a Putters job, graphic nature all the way. Um, I feel like he's done a great job in really elevating this band as well. He's got the best from them on re- this release. Um, yes. This is definitely something I want to see once tours start going as well. Like, even if they did a headline, I would go out of my way to see them. Oh, man. Um, There's so many huge riffs and beatdowns. There's features from Honeycutt and Joe Badalato, which somehow make this album better than it already was. Those features, man, rip. Yeah, I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. I um I don't really have a lot to add. It was a shame because um this was one of the albums that um I totally skipped in the honorable mentions, and by the time it got past you know that point, I was like fuck. <laughs> um, but went back and li- realized that it, I think it come around like the same, uh, maybe even on the same day as a Version's Crown's album. It was and, the same day as a Version's Crown, a week and, after end, I think. And um. Look, I think after this, after the disappointment of Aversion's Crown, this one kind of um, just 
I was so disappointed. I didn't even want to listen to it all that much. Mm. And it wasn't that it was a bad album because I did thoroughly enjoy it a lot. And I'm, I'm like you, I didn't really like them to begin with either. Like, yeah, they had some solid tracks, but they just didn't have some, that thing yeah, that for hook. me. Yeah, 100%. Um, they kind of have that cursed earth metallic sounding mm-hmm. guitars though. And I don't know whether it's like a like a preference in like sound or anything, but I would honestly maybe prefer it with cursed earth over justice. Not saying that like it sounds bad or anything, but um, it's still a very solid fucking album. And I definitely rate it as one of the better um, Deathcore albums yeah. coming, or even one of the better metal albums coming out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're making waves. I'm very keen it, for some future stuff. This this honestly proves, if, if it hasn't already been proven before, that Australian heavy music is really at the forefront, mm-hmm. especially in metalcore, deathcore, new metalcore. <laughs> um, you know, it. I I was thoroughly impressed at this, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad it made yours because I'm spewing it didn't make mine. Yeah, Pain is Power. So I had some of those uh, fit scrapes as well. Loving it. And with like the, these guys and Lorna sort of adding that cup of black into their sound, they've got me wanting to burn a few ch- churches and go to work in some corpse paint. If it wasn't for so many kick-ass releases, I think this would have cracked a 10. It yeah. was huge. Yeah, it's so fucked up. Like going through the albums already. Like, yeah, yeah I think we've like mentioned like two already that, have been on both the lists, mm-hmm. but I think that kind of goes to show that like we have had a lot of fucking releases. Good releases, yeah. And even in the honorable mentions episode, like what was it a couple weeks ago? Like the, I mentioned a few albums, and I'm pretty sure you did too. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot going on this year. Um, but look, I mean, if, uh, if if you're finished with number thirteen, yeah, number thirteen, that was Justice for the Damned, Painter's Power. Fuck, such a good album. Thank you for putting it in there, man. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'll repay the favor for you putting in Pathogen. So where even? <laughs> I love you, daddy. <laughs> um, my number 13 and number three for uh, albums in two lists, I've got Amity Affliction. Ooh. Everyone loves you once you leave them. Um, this was... This is high for you, I thought. No, 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 no. <laughs> this this is a fucking good album. I even said that Handsome. I made it one... I said to my mate at one point that this was the best metal album coming out of Australia. Um, but that was before Alpha Wolf and mm-hmm. Make Them Suffer dropped albums. And it was more of and it was more of a thing to just bait this guy into saying <laughs> something really aggressive at me, uh, which he did. I got the reaction I wanted. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, look, you've pretty much nailed everything on the fucking head. All the songs you mentioned are all the songs that I really like. I think yeah. Alonely, Aloneliness has to be my favorite song. Mm-hmm. I, um, that one and Soak Me and Bleach might be all time my favorite Amity songs. Okay, I wouldn't go that no, far. But... I love them. <laughs> <laughs> they are so um, good. Actually, Aloneliness definitely in my top three. I played that mm-hmm. song a lot. And how no. that didn't break my uh, did it break my top ten, I don't even remember. I don't it think it have. did. It should have because it it, it, it it was a fucking good song. Like I play it so often. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie was like, what the fuck is this? This is disgusting. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Shut wait. Up. And, and, then, and then Aaron comes in. Oh, here. And she's <laughs> like, oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> And yeah, so I, good. I play this song religiously, and honestly, this is probably the best Joel sounds in terms of clean singing as well. Yeah, what, with this sort of style he's going for, yeah, hundred percent. It's a bit more grittier. Yeah, 
Um, I'm so I, forced. I fucking hated misery. I don't want to talk about it, but I think if this is if this is the style that they're going for, I am all for it. This is where it needs um, to sit, yeah. I'm all for it. Perfect balance. Oh, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Um, I should probably close that door. Um, yeah, look, that's my number 13. I don't think there's anything else to add that you haven't already said. So, uh, congratulations, Amity Affliction. You we'll, did we'll send well. your trophy shortly. Yeah, and, and <laughs> The aria that you should have won. <laughs> From the Heavy Boys podcast. You're welcome. Because we, we mean a lot more than those cunts. Yeah, exactly right. Number 12 is a very big release. We have Underneath by Code Orange. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, another okay. album I wanted to put into my 10. Um, after I thoroughly enjoyed Forever, their 2017 release, but... The amount of hype they were getting, I think, put me off a little bit because I wasn't 100% sold on it that way. Like, they were playing huge bills, getting all this hype, and I was like, oh, okay. Because I was more so interested in the first half of that album and kind of I thought the rest was a bit meh. But yeah. um, oh, this album, man, it took me a bit to get around to it for one reason or another. I don't know what happened. Like, maybe it was what else came out at the time, but I feel like they've really upped the production on this one. And sound like they've come into the studio with like a more clear idea of where they want the album to go, adding essentially their own Trent Reznor to the um, ranks as well. They've upped the ante on the glitchy and chaoticness. Um, you get your big hitters in Fear, You and You Alone, Cold Metal Place, and Erasure Scan, but Reba really shines in tracks like Who I Am, Sulfur Surrounding, and The Easy Way. It's a bit of everything I know when they recorded forever they went in recorded the album and then they went away added the the glitchy to it and came back and then was like here's the album mix it and i can't remember what his name is but i think he's out in england somewhere in a sick um recording studio as well but he was like what the fuck you've just given me a different album but this yeah. one they've kind of gone in with the glitchy their own trent reznor and kind of made it more from the start. I think that's what gives it a bit more drive as well. It's a really solid release front to back. Um, I know it's going to be super high on so many people's um, rec- uh, like lists. I know people were pretty much as soon as it came out giving it the title album of the year. I mean, I don't yeah. blame them. It's a really good release. So yeah, Code Orange underneath. Yeah, I know when it came out, I was saying like it has to be at least a contender for album mm. of the year if you actually have a brain. Um, but I mean, we can only keep saying it like this is a testament to how many good fucking albums actually dropped exactly this year. Right. If if number 12 is Code Orange, like fucking hell. <laughs> um, and even more of a testament if Lorna Shaw's Immortal <laughs> is my number 12. Big boy hol- release. Because holy fuck, dude. Like, if if Mr. CJPP McCreary <laughs> could have just, like, kept his piss in his fucking cock for, like, uh-huh. for his entire period of being in that band, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, I they think, were going places. I, I thought, I think that video actually predates Lorna Shaw anyway. Oh, I didn't think, it, I didn't think it happened when they were banned. I think it came before then. Mm-hmm. But I might be talking out my ass. It doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it. It's done. It's it's over. It's gone. Um, hopefully they they try and sort something out because I think honestly I'm I'm glad this fucking album released because as soon as they the, they announced the, the album it, yeah. 
they announced the album, there were rumblings, and then the news broke. And then it was like, well, fuck, the album hasn't even come out yet. They've been <laughs> touring. They yeah. They've been touring with CJ. Like, not even, he wasn't even the band for a full six months. I think he was, but like barely. Yeah. Like, he, he, not even a full fucking year. So it, it's one of the biggest wastes of fucking talent ever, mm-hmm. I would say. And um, considering this album came out on the 31st of <laughs> January, um, man, for it to hold its place, I mean, it didn't. It was it was at number four for a lot of this mm-hmm. year, up until I saw you, um, for Mister Joshy Washy's birthday, and you had to and you had to know like where at least one album sat. And I gave yeah, I think two. I was like, what was one that was like going to be a bit strange? I think one that kind of dropped a fair bit. That's what I asked. I think one that was a bit maybe surprised me a fair bit. And yeah, yeah and I, and I gave you. I gave you two and you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? You were so fucking pissed. Yeah, I think I was more pissed about the Lorna Shaw one. But I think I think you were also very drunk at that point too because the way you were grabbing me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> After a bottle of Kraken and four cruises. Oh, bro. That was some fine form, that was. <laughs> um, but look, I think this is honestly one of the best deathcore metal, like death metal, blackened, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. It literally fits in every single one of those categories. A very aggressive, unapologetic, unrelenting, um, the vocals are on a completely different level. I think CJ's got the, some of the gremlin. some of the best pipes in the fucking game. I think yeah. you say it every time. He literally sounds like a fucking toilet bowl swirling <laughs> around. Um, uh, the drums are probably the next biggest highlight oh, on this. Austin's drumming. Um, oh my god, dude, the, the the fucking laser precision. Yep. Like you get to hear every single hit. And mm-hmm. not only that, this motherfucker's stamina is insane. Yeah, I not, dude. I have not any cunt put any blast beats down that fucking fast and for that long mm-hmm. on any album this year. I mean, maybe Science for the Swarm could rival it yeah. for me personally, but still, this this fucking album right here, dude. I watched the shit. um the playthrough for Darkest Spawn so many times. It's and incredible. just the way he looks like he's putting in no effort as well. Like, oh. Uh, Here's a fucking super tight blast beat. Everything's perfect. Have it. I don't care. I do this in my fucking sleep, boys. Legit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, look. Um, g- guitar work for me is pretty standard if it, in terms of, like, of the sound, genre. Yeah. Um, I don't think they, they really do anything to like to change the wheel or anything. But what they do add is a lot of atmosphere mm-hmm. that really fucking puts the pressure on your chest. Um. Uh, this album does not fuck around. And for me personally, um, definitely one of the better albums to come out of that genre specifically. Um, it's a must listen for fans of heavy music. I don't give a fuck if you don't even, yeah. if you if you stick to your fucking uh, dance, Gavin dance or your fucking, your, your, your peripheries, <laughs> you, you, you have to listen to this yeah. album. It's a staple. And I feel like it, it has to be one of the, one of the best, releases in heavy music um in heavier music for me this mm-hmm. year that's lorna shaw immortal number 12 number 11 is something i don't know if you've heard this year um it came out a lot earlier and something i nearly forgot about until someone brought it up we have ether coven with everything is temporary except suffering which is the oh, other okay. rival for album title of the year i thought 
No, Suck. I haven't heard this one. No, yeah. So it's a very epic and expansive album. It's moody. It's back. It's great for background noise. It's something to immerse yourself in while doing tasks like grinding a bit of wow, going for a walk. You know, it's perfect for everything. It's got a bit of everything as well. It literally touches base on everything you could want it to. Um, House of Strangers is a feel see acoustic track. And then right after we have When Quiet Fell picks things back up and kicks you in your soppy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bird of a Loss has huge, big, sad cowdoy vibes. It's got everything. Oh. And the first track is, I think, like 11 minutes long. Fucking um, Christ. I, I think to just sum up the album, that's definitely the one to go. Um, this house is a tomb of memories. Yeah, 11 minutes, 10. Coming into like it's, it rises and falls all throughout the song. Then you get to the last minute. And you get like the hardcore just guitar feedback noise, just and then it's dum dum, and then he gives you a line, and then straight back into the dum dum for the last minute. Oh, it just fucking uh, rips. So I'm gonna send you this one later. I, yeah, I didn't think you would have heard it, but oh. yeah, no, send it. I can't wait. It's so good. Nine tracks, 59 minutes long. It it has literally everything. It's so expansive. Does it have does it have a saxophone part in it? I wish. It's along well, that line. It doesn't though. have anything then. <laughs> yeah, imagine like Rivers of Nihil. It's along that line. Oh, I, I was already sold at eleven yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love progressive metal so yeah. much. Fuck my entire life. <laughs> so there we go. Number eleven. Everything is temporary except suffering, Ether Coven. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And my eleven to round out twenty to mm. eleven for both of us. Is the Acacia Strain Slow Decay. This was a fucking tough one, bro. I, I, it, was, <laughs> it was in my top 10 for all I of this I bet it was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. When did it fall? Probably the weekend that I was at Joshy's with you. Okay. <laughs> like, literally that day is when it fell out. Because I, th- I can't remember what came out around that time, but I just no. realized that it wasn't really a top 10 contender. Um, it went back up there for a little bit, and then I went, mm, no, and it dropped back down. Um, look, after The Incredible, it comes in waves. Like, we knew, like, a more traditional Acacia Strain album was coming. Um, what mm-hmm. we didn't know what was going to happen was that they were going to fucking drip feed it in two-track <laughs> packs. Yeah. Um, that eventually spelt decay. I think you and I were trying to decipher what the fuck they were spelling. I think we, I think one of us even said decay. Yeah, I think it was like death, suggest- decay, Derek, and Dick. Dex. And then we got E and we're like, oh, so it's Dex. <laughs> um, look, um, I thought Acacia couldn't top their previous um, like LP, mm-hmm. um, but they fucking did. Um, it's not really anything out of the ordinary for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've heard a case strain before, you've heard this album essentially. I I really do think that it is one of the more consistent albums in yep. terms of their newer stuff. Um, unfortunately, it comes in waves. Is still my favorite album from theirs, and then maybe Wormwood and. <sighs> Yeah, look, I can't even think of number three. That cha- number three for yeah. Acacia Strain albums changes so much for me between like Coma Witch and Continent. Um, but like the only thing I can say for certain is that like this album is a fucking belter. Mm-hmm. And one of one of the all-time um, 
great a case Australian albums to be yeah. very fair. Um, and I think some of the features on here too kind of really blow Vincent out of the water. Um, Aaron yeah. Hurd from Jesus Peace. Fucking hell. He rips. Mm-hmm. He fucking tears ass, bro. And Jess Nix as well. From Mortality. I think, I think that's my favorite feature. Yeah, that's my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. I listen I listen to that so consistently. It's not even funny. If, <laughs> if I go to any song on Slow Decay, it is that song. Um, yeah, I, um, I think if you're a fan of Acacia Strain, this is definitely not one to miss. If you're a fan of Deathcore, this is not one to miss. Um, if you're a fan of good taste, you shouldn't have missed this at all. <laughs> um, that's that's my number eleven at, with Acacia Strain, and that was Slow Decay. Now, Bailey, before you go on to number ten, do you want me to start at number ten and change? I it up feel a little like bit? it would be very fitting for me to kick off this. Okay, you want to go number with number 10, ten? We have Slow Decay. Hey, the there it is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> after we'll this, you could, after this, you could go first if you like. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll keep going the way this is. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So the features were sick. Um, Aaron, Jess killed it. Um, I thought the one by Courtney was a bit lackluster. I wanted her to come in and fucking rip ass. I guess what she did does fit the song. It's what they wanted, but I expected her just to come in and really fucking show what she can do because she has got some fantastic pipes. Yes. Um, Inverted person lyrically, I think is my favorite song. It fucking rips as well. The line like, um, you just a generation of entitled fucking clowns. Every time it gets me, it's so good. Um. Yeah, Vince's one-liners just don't <sighs> seem to waver in quality, no. do they? For From... someone who said he's like trying to turn a new leaf and be a happier fucking <laughs> oh, person, I have this. He written, is still yeah. like one of the, the most, most aggressive cunt. person. Yeah, him and like Iowa Corey Taylor, they're up there. I was gonna say that like they went all doom and gloom on us with it comes in waves and they drip fed it to us and we were like thinking. He's, he's a lot happier than he has been. Are we going to get the same Vincent with fucking love? And yeah, we did. Huge credit to sound production. Um, the mixing of this. Oh, man. It sounds so tight. The drums, you get every little nuance and hit. It comes through super, more like a hardcore sort of sound, I think. A modern yep. one. Um. Um, oh, some of his lyrics on this are so spiteful. It's fantastic. Okay, so straight away, those bands who don't get the recognition they deserve, I think, as well. But yeah, without no, them, they're... we wouldn't have a lot of bands we do now. They're, they're a yeah. staple, I think, in what should be everyone's diet. Um, I haven't seen it not appear on a lot of end-of-year lease either. Yeah. So, which is good because they definitely deserve the recognition because this album fucking rips. Um, Feed a Pigeon, Breed a Wat, oh... Bit of what? Bit of what? <laughs> oh, I'm bleeding wabbits out here. <laughs> <laughs> and crippling prison. With the other ones. Yeah. So, oh, such a good album. Acacia Strain, Slow Decay. I wanted my Empericon order to arrive today so I could wear the hoodie, but it didn't. Mm. Bastards. Fucking cunts. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm um, I'm glad at least it's at least in one of our top tens. That's yeah. um, that's great. Big up the boys. Big up the fucking boys. And um, my number 10 is um, another another odd one. Um, it's Clipping with Visions Ooh. of Bodies Being Burned. 
Now, I don't actually have anything written for this one because like <laughs> Ghost Mane, this is very hard to put into yeah. fucking words. I think the best thing to do with this album is just to sit down and fucking listen to it. Remember I found it one morning. I'm literally laying in bed. It's like fucking 4.30 or something stupid. And I'm like scrolling through Reddit and I've seen this thing come up and it's like talking about this new horrorcore album it's like the the second part and what's supposedly a trilogy of these types of albums from this fucking noise rap um group called clipping and i'm like okay i've never heard of these guys before maybe for a reason and um the intro is really eerie and it Mm -hmm. doesn't really give you any sort of sense as to what's going to happen and then the um say the name comes Mm -hmm. in and holy fuck but that's not even like that doesn't even set the bar for no what way, you're gonna yeah. get in that album. Like that's a that's the that is the fucking weirdest song <laughs> because the rest of the album is barely like that. It doesn't. This album doesn't not rely on those really in depth instrumentals. There's fuck all layers, and it literally just sounds like these cunts went into the kitchen and just slammed everything together <laughs> to make a beat. Um, I cannot fault that album whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of um hip hop releases for me um one of them one of probably the second most consistent album um for me um to be honest um i can probably swap nine and ten around but um i still think where i've got what i've got at number nine beats it out but not but for me okay. personally not by not by a whole lot like I, honestly you can swap them around but um Clippings, uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned is one of the most, um, I wanted to say stressful because you don't really know what's going to happen It does next. make you a little anxious, doesn't it? Because you kind of go- feel very like, unsettled. Like, and no, that's not even in terms of the lyrics because I no. read a lot of the lyrics um, like along with the album on the second, the third and the yeah. fourth. And it is a fucking dark, mm-hmm. grim album, bro. And oh yeah, look if if you if you appreciate storytelling in in rap and hip hop, and you really want to hear something that's just so far out of the fucking ordinary, this has to be an album that you listen to, and it has to be something that you put on now. Um, Pause the podcast. Really... Go play it and come back. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like I think it, I think it clocks in at just under or just over an hour long, and it doesn't waste any of that no. time. I think every single, I mean, there are a lot of, in, I think there are a lot of interludes on there, yeah. but they only add to the atmosphere and yeah. the story that 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 David is building in his lyrics. Um, this has got to be one of the all-time great hip-hop rap albums of this year. That's number ten clipping visions of bodies being burned look you're a cunt if you haven't heard it honestly i don't and if you don't like it (laughs) yeah you are (laughs) uh weeps Uh, pop smoke (laughs) (laughs) no look it's whatever give him give him his i can fully understand people not liking this look i can too but i mean you're a bit lame if you don't yeah 100 percent. small pippe my number nine we have visions of bodies being burned by clipping (laughs) (laughs) oh man yes Yes! 
Come on, Rishi, you had my fucking camera on. Because I would have fucking seen the shit-eating grin on your fucking face. The whole time you were talking, man. Oh, bro. Yes! The absolute barrage of what is the kitchen utensils on this album makes for an extremely uncomfortable but enjoyable listen. How many nonstick pans do you reckon they fucking demolished in the making of this album? Wooden spoons as well. Oh, <laughs> snapped them. More than oh, what Austin would have gone through on drums on that Lorna Shaw record. Oh. Um, straight after the first few tracks, I knew what this was going to be something special and definitely something that's been lacking as well. It's so unique. The beats are uneasy. The delivery of the vocals... It's so interesting. There's something new on each listen as well. I found that you missed out on the last ones. Um, 96 Neve Campbell has some badass features from Cam and China. This bitch bows. Yeah. Like this is an album that could have used a Kendrick Lamar feature. I thought he would have done so well on something like this, you know, the sort of the pimper butterfly sort of style. Yeah, no, I get it. Because I never thought about that. He's so unique as well. He can mix it up. He's got so many different voices and sounds he uses. I want him to try something a bit like this on the next release, maybe. Um, maybe one of the weirdest tracks on the album, but it's also my favorite. Eaten Alive, I feel like sums up yes. the album perfectly. Yes. It's so simple instrumentally, but so weird. And the eeriness in some of the lines as well. Yeah. Don't step up in the swamp. See, I'm glad this is your number nine and you actually mentioned uh, like my favorite tracks as well because I think we share the same opinion on this album yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's just fucking great, honestly, because you like Eaten Alive has to be one of the <laughs> has to be one of the best songs of 2020. Yeah. In in my book, especially anyway. for like that's definitely one of the songs you need to have the lyrics open for as well. Yes. Like there's one line of like walking out the back in the long grass, seeing the body, cats eating the brains or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a big album. And um, I just want to also add to that too, that uh, David's flow, he can mm-hmm. fucking spit some bars, When he wants bro. to, yeah, man. And he's also very articulate. Like he, yep. he, pr- he pronounces words so mm-hmm. clearly. I don't really feel like you need the lyrics up if you are good really at hearing yeah. those words. Um, however, it is a bit distracting when you are trying to figure out which kitchen utensil has been used <laughs> for that part of the song. It's, it's literally the Blender only thrown thing. against the oven, microwave oh. being put into the sink. Mate, like I... I don't think there's enough praise I can give that album, yeah. honestly. Thanks, thanks, fuck, it's your nine. And it's definitely one I think is going to get missed out on as well. Like, everyone I knew that would get something from this, I sent it to straight away upon first listen. Um, it's definitely one that would take some people a few listens to get around. But I, I got to, like, track three or four. I'm like, this is fucking sick. And I yeah. think I had it played three or four times straight away. And it's, like, an hour long. So there was yeah. or half my day was just it was, this album. It, it was my full day. Yeah. That, that day, I think the day I sent it to the Mop Boys um, group chat, yeah. I was like, I'd already listened to it like seven <laughs> or eight times that day. I was like, like again, I was up at like 4.30 in the fucking That's morning. That's true, yeah. Like by the time I like put it on for the first time, it was maybe like five o'clock and like the sun's 
barely coming up at this point too. Like it was so fucking dark in the room. It felt really weird. Like I was getting mm-hmm. goosebumps and shit. Like I felt like I was physically living like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, this, the story was playing in my fucking brain, bro. Fuck me. Yeah. Dude. One of the, one of the greats of this yeah. year, honestly, fuck me. Clipping vision of the body being burned. Number nine, you have it. My number nine, and again, this is more of a personal preference thing, but I also I also would say that this is his this is his most consistent, his his best body of work. It's no pressure by logic. Now okay. um it's his last album for the foreseeable future. Last album. Yeah. Streamy um, boy time. I mean, from what I have seen on stream, he's kind of going through the same issues with Def Jam that Frank was going through in terms of them not really respecting his um, his art and the people that he was working with. I think there's still people that haven't been paid by Def Jam for featuring on Logic albums that have already been out for more than three or four <laughs> years. Um, that doesn't sound like Def Jam at all, though, does it? Um Look, to me personally, as a Logic stan, um, this is probably the best album since um, Tits, uh, The Incredible True Story. Um, And also the first to feature uh, No ID, the legendary producer that he made his his debut major label, uh, you know, record with uh, Under Pressure. Um, look, he, Logic wears all of his influences on his sleeve on this one. Where he he uses Kanye, Outkast, Wu Tang, you know, and even throws in a lot of his um, video game influences as well. Like there's a there's literally a song called Perfect, and it fucking has the perfect uh, the <laughs> voice line a lot throughout that track. Um, I can't help but feel so happy that this album exists because he dropped a lot of duds and um, it being the lot la- the technically last one as well yeah he says last one but i don't i by the sounds of it he's still got another album or two left on his on his lay mm-hmm. on his contract so if this is his last one and it's definitely his last one i am glad it exists i'm happy that this is the last album that we get if it isn't his last one I can't wait to see what else he does and how he evolves from this because I feel like uh, this is an album where he can really take his own production into account and start doing it all himself. I feel like this is more for fans of the old school style of rap and hip hop um, and for more of the fans of his original sort of sound the the boom bap the fucking the old school sound that he wanted to bring back into the mainstream so hard before he did one 300 and fucking <laughs> everybody like oh and then working with fucking marshmallow like at the, at the end of the day dude if you don't like logic i mean i can i understand it but at the if if you appreciate rap for what it is and you appreciate mc yeah this album is for you and I would, I would still recommend it to anybody, even if they don't like logic, because this is definitely the album to listen to if you wanted a logic album. And then I'd push you to the incredible true story because that album is also fucking fantastic. If you haven't already heard it. Um, 
but yes, that is my number nine. Logic's no pressure. Uh, again, swap either one of those two around nine and ten. You can easily do that for me, but um, because it's Logic's last album and I dick ride him so much, it has to be number nine. Hey. Number eight, we have our third lot of Aussie boys and our first Aussie girl. Make them suffer how to survive a funeral. I think uh, this album has Riff of the Year with Bones. So good. The first time I heard that, I was like, yo, had to turn it back, turn it all the way up and just vibed out, man. Um. Both heavy hitting and melodic, the Perth crew have demolished this album, um, yes. giving us one of the best Aussie acts of the year. And what a way to start the new decade. Coming off 27 and Hollowed Heart, I had huge expectations for this record as well, and they did not disappoint. Step one, Falling Ashes and Bones are so bouncy and huge. Shout out to Nick as well for the tones and riffs on this album. He has crushed it. Oh. Um. Erase Me being the first single still has me hooked. I think they need to close every set with it again. Throw yes. some confetti down, even some little sparklers or whatever. The chanty sing-along at the end of that song. Man. That's, that's, that is a song that would get me on the ground fucking yeah. rowing the boat. That's one that would get me rowing <laughs> yeah. the boat, I tell you. While you're down screaming at the top of your lungs, Erase oh, bro. Me. If it does, if my vocal cords are not torn to fucking ass <laughs> by the end of by that the time show, I leave that show. Yeah. I have not been doing it right. <laughs> um, fake your own death. I got a huge um sort of vibe from Hallowed Heart as well. So punchy and aggressive. And then we have the attendant at the back of it. It's so moody. It hits you straight in the feels as well. Something definitely different for the band as well. Yes. Um, man, I love that song. I think this this album start to finish as well is so tight. Um, I don't want to say probably their best piece of work as a whole, but man, it's close. It's so good. The production, the sounds, I feel like they've turned it all up a notch and they've what they've been trying to get to the whole time, they've finally nailed it. I want them to play some huge shows off the back of this as well. Yeah, if they haven't if they haven't already become massive, you know, names in the deathcore, mm-hmm. oh, they've they've kind of stepped away yeah. from the deathcore label. They've definitely gone more down the metalcore route. However, I would still say they sit pretty firmly in the deathcore sound. Yeah, to be honest, I mean they've they've made deathcore really um, accessible. Guess, yeah, I think is the Opens word I want to use. More. I, th- I think if they're because I mean I I was so on the fence about make them suffer for so long and then worlds apart came out mm-hmm. in, what 2017 yeah and that or it was even 2016 but I think I'm gonna lean more on 2017 I think old souls was 2014 you might old have souls to fact 2015 check. worlds apart 2017 okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you might have to fact check me on that one. But look, yeah, Old Souls was kind of like the one which nearly tipped me over. But mm-hmm. then, you know, Worlds Apart. Vortex, um, man. Oh, oh, bro. Vortex does complete the cycle, but fuck me <laughs> dead, bro. This I this I record's a huge step forwards. Yes, and not just for them, but I think it opens the gate for more bands to do the same thing mm-hmm. in, in the genre as well. Um, yeah, big ups to them, bro. Yeah, huge release. 
make them suffer how to survive a funeral number seven uh, eight sorry my number eight um is a quiet place to die by um other aussie release now every time i say i don't like where metalcore is at at the moment (laughs) there's always a band that proves me wrong yeah and that metalcore is still fucking shit up um, Alpha Wolf did that exact thing for me this year, and holy fuck, what a phenomenal album this was! After Fault, bro, I was really, 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 really excited for a full release with Lockie, and I absolutely fucking enjoyed every minute of this album. Mm-hmm. Not one from, fold, I don't think. From start to fucking finish, this album is incredible. Um, even Akudama, which I did play to death, still <laughs> holds, holds so much weight in this album. I think this, in terms of like albums that you can't press skip once through, this is one That's of right them. up there. Uh, this Akudama. is one of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. Honestly, like, and for you know what? For half of an hour, this is legitimately. Every single, like, in essence, it is literally all killer, no filter. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with this album. Not one there part you of, find yourself, uh, it's, yeah. yeah. It is just fucking incredible. Fill to the brim with equal parts, sadness, anger, confusion, worry. You know, this this album sets the fucking band up, not only for superstardom, but it sets the fucking mm-hmm. bar so high for other bands in this genre, bro. If, if and for other, them. Yeah, like, well, I'm not even worried about them because this literally lets other bands know where they fucking stand. Mm-hmm. Northlane, hello, <laughs> hello. This is how you do new metalcore, <laughs> you useless cunts. Um, but look, honestly, this has got to be one of the best albums um, out of Australia. Um, one of the best metalcore releases of the year. Um, I can't really say enough about it that you may or may not say about it. Um, that is Alpha Wolf at number eight with A Quiet Place to Die. Brilliant release. Number seven. One that I really kind of didn't have on my radar before it released, but one I haven't stopped playing since it released. Oh. 15 years since their first album, their ninth full-length oh. record, we have Death oh. Tones with Oms. Ohms, however you'd like to pronounce it. Big release. Did you say 15 years? Since their first album. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't hear that properly. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> no, they <laughs> oh didn't do it to all. <laughs> they didn't oh do it to all. God. <laughs> I didn't no. really hear that properly at all. I zoned out. I'm <laughs> very sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay, so this album sounds like... It was definitely more of a group effort as well from yes. their last release. There wasn't so much push and pull of, I want this on this song. No, we're doing this on this song. Because that's what I got on the last release a lot. We got so many chunky, groovy riffs, but we got the more melodic side of Deftones with no compromising. My favorite track as from first listen was Radiant City. Just yeah. how it opens up that bam, 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 and the simple drumming that keeps just a one, two. And there's a couple of tracks that have it as well. It's so catchy. Um, 
again, both singles, like you said, uh, with the Akudama, both singles still stack up with the album as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Era, the drumming on Era and the big choruses as well had me hooked. And then I know um, Cydia, Mathematics, Spell of Mathematics, that's it, um, was one of your favorites. And yeah, again, a huge track. Oh, I think, yeah, super complete. They're definitely going the right way as well. I kind of want another release already. It's yep. been nonstop played, like definitely a couple of times a week, you know, with going on still having to listen to so much new music as it comes out as well. This has definitely been a staple since it came out. And yeah, definitely climbed on the album plays, I think as well for me. I can't remember exactly where it's at, but yeah, huge album. I I imagine we will speak about it later. So that was mm-hmm. seven, Deftones. And my number seven is All Distortions Are Intentional by Neck Deep. Uh, okay. This I, is fucking high. I actually really fucking loved this album. I um, Again, I am a massive advocate for the new sound that Neck Deep are using. I think that pop punk is not a dying genre, but it is becoming a very oversaturated mm-hmm. one. It's not oversaturated, a very boring and stale one. And I feel like Neck Deep have found a way to keep it interesting, if not to keep it interesting, but to at least change the way that they sound, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, a concept album uh, yeah. about a guy and a girl who fall in love, fall out of love, and then maybe stick a finger in each other's bums. Um, the way all things go. Look, honestly, the the next logical step for them wasn't going to be another pop punk album. And you could tell that from the peace and the panic, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I, I was really interested in this album from, from the moment that one of the first singles came out. I can't remember what the first single was. Um, but all um, I know is that Fall is a fucking terrible song. I hate that song with a burning passion. That song does not exist any in my library anymore. Um, I literally listen to this album because Sonderland is the first song mm-hmm. and it's probably the best song in the album. I really like the way that the boys use the storytelling and the instruments to push through and not only bring a really good alternative rock album to the forefront of people who wouldn't have listened to it otherwise, um, but to really make the most out of a drummer who came from a deathcore band. (laughs) Um, Yes, sure. You can argue uh, they had better, more intense, um, drum parts on peace and the panic, but I feel like this would be more up his alley as opposed to anything else that they've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any album that has saved pop punk this year, it's this one. Fuck you. And your fucking MGK album. You fucking mm. retards. No, nah, bro. Um, just listen to it. No, I have numerous times. It's dog shit. I don't want to hear it. Um, look, it's such an incredible lineup of tracks. Um, except for four. But I think you can kind of look past that literally if you just delete it from... And then just, yeah. Just delete it. That's the only song I would say is like bad. Overall bad, terrible, fucking horrible. I don't know why... I'm pretty sure I said this on a previous podcast. I don't know why he decided to use that 
vocal technique through the chorus, and he they, that chorus repeats so fucking much. <laughs> Why? It's so frustrating. Ugh! It probably would have been higher for me if it wasn't for four. But um, no, actually, it wouldn't have been any higher. It's, it actually deserved its spot where it was. But yeah, that's my number seven. It's neck deep. All distortions are intentional. Um, they saved pop punk this year. Go fuck yourself. Low Life was your first single. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure we were mixed on that, but that song ended yeah. up growing on me a lot. Yeah, I definitely came around on it as well. It grew on me a lot, but I think it really came into its... I think it really earned its spot as a really good song when the, al- the, full, album. When, when the full album came out mm. and it was put into context. Yeah. I think the album... I think that album works best when it's played from start to back. I'm a massive person for concept albums and shit mm-hmm. like that. I'm a huge sucker for it. Um, that's part of the reason why I love Between the Buried and Me. And I want them to drop another album already. Yeah. Fuck! Um, and that Cow Nashy one. Maybe next year. Yes. Oh. Anyway, that's my number seven. Neck deep. All distortions are intentional. Six. Alpha Wolf, A Quiet Place to Die. After changing their vocalist for the better and releasing the Fault EP, I'd been looking yes. to their first full length with very eager ears. I don't think anyone was expecting it, though, to be this incredible. Nope. They've definitely upped their game levels on this release. Production-wise, yes. I feel like um, adding so many extra layers, uh, extra elements to their music and creating a lot more, I guess, if you want to say, nuance and atmosphere. Um, Sabian has crushed it guitar-wise, writing and tones, really paving the way for this Oz new metalcore sound. Um, A Quiet Place to Die (laughs) opens the album perfectly, and I would need to see them open the set that way too. Yeah. It just builds up perfectly and then just rips. Um, Acid Romance has the shotgun click. (laughs) It's so good. Don't ask. Yeah, don't ask. Huge song. Um, yeah, I forgot to bring up, bring that up when I was talking about it, but yeah. I had a feeling you may yeah. have at least said something a bit more constructive. Definitely um, one of the standout ones for me. Definitely one I connected with a lot more. They've definitely gone for a deeper and darker lyrical theme on this record, you know, touching based on so many different things. Um, they've... Oh, I just think this is by far their best release and it's leagues above anything I could have expected from them as well. Yes. Um, I'm still undecided if I'm going to go to their headline show. I think I'm going to have to wait for supports and just to see how much tickets are. But if they were playing a festival, hell yeah, I'd see them. Brisbane already sold out, I thought. Allocation exhaust. First allocation exhaust. That's Mm. right. I was, yeah, no, I was. Yeah, no, they're, they're heading big places. Definitely yes. earned definitely earned their headline tours. Congrats to the boys, you've fucking outdone yourselves, hey. This album. If, if Diamond Construct doesn't open for them, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, we'll have to have firm words with them. It's the oh, only bro. logical solution, I think. It it is, honestly. It like <sighs> Give well. them main support, give them 30, 45 minutes. Just throw a local band before them. Agreed. Really, really, that show will go off. So yeah, six, Alpha Wolf, A Quiet Place to Die. My number six, 
Um, and one that you've already touched on earlier Ooh. is Underneath by Code, Code Orange. Orange. I thought so. Um, this this is this was one of um, the album of the year contenders, and it held so firmly onto place number three wow. for a long time. Well, it was it was number one until it was number two, and then it went to number three, and then it held three until it became six. Um, this album is quite possibly just one of the most sonically enthusiastic albums Mm -hmm. to have been released this year. Um, Metallic hardcore is in its fucking prime when it's, um, well, it's, 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 it's at its best when it's done by code orange, I would say. Um, For me personally, this is one of the most enjoyable hardcore albums since uh, Hand of Mercy's Resolve, C- quite clearly mm. two different styles. But uh, for me personally, I, I really, really believe that this fucking album is the one. I mean, it's already evident. They've done so much this year. They've mm-hmm. done an MTV Unplugged. They've done numerous two live, live streams. streams. It, like they and they just keep pulling in so much fucking attention. Mm-hmm. And it's all and it's all because of this album. If you thought if you thought their previous offering forever was fucking good, this is incredible. Um, I don't think there is a better album in terms of describing what hardcore should sound like for me personally. Um, obviously it's a little bit more glitchy than your conventional styles of hardcore, which you will obviously argue, but I feel like this really hits all of the right like ticks all the right boxes for me. He really nails everything that I love about heavy music in terms of, well, in terms of hardcore anyway. Um, I, there are a few songs that just don't really hit the mark, but I feel like those songs are in, like just squashed between songs that are just absolutely fucking incredible. There isn't really a lot to, dislike if there is anything to dislike i'd love to hear about it in the comment section below but um it hasn't lost any of its impact honestly um gotta be one of the best albums of the year um code orange underneath at number six it's fantastic no no arguments from me there chief i'm glad (laughs) now we move into our top five. Oh, this is so exciting. <sighs> this one oh. has been played so much since it came out. One I've been really looking forward to since the EP last year. We have Your Receding Warmth by Boundaries. The most straight mm. they'll fuck up, kick you in the teeth record of the year, I reckon. Boundaries mm. waste no time. <laughs> in setting up the pit with uh, is survived by someone needs to send them a trophy for having the best one-liners and call-outs. <laughs> they are so good. Yeah, bro. Um, they keep their super raw production sound, which only makes me think how hard their shows are going to be in a live setting, especially coming out of COVID. People will be leaving with broken bones left, right, and center. Um. I mentioned it when we reviewed the album, Get Out, It's Finish. 
huge Iowa Slipknot vibes. It just balls to the wall at the end. Um, From the Departed, Dear Otherwise closes out the album in such an epic, almost slower spoken word song, whilst also referencing all the tracks that came before it, which I didn't notice upon first listen, but coming back to it, I think that's fucking sick. Um, For a band releasing their first full length, it's only positives upon this release. Um, Already wanting new music and just, I think they can take this so far. Boundaries, definitely a band to keep your eye out for. More straight up hardcore, rips from the start. They'll punch you in your teeth, eat your food, and then shit it onto you. There you go. (laughs) Steals your lunch money, buys (laughs) food with it, eats it in front of you, spits it in your fucking face, and then puts your head in the fucking dirt. Yeah, your receding warmth, Boundaries, number five. Yeah, I think this one was in my honorable mentions, but I can't remember. Um, I think this one fell into my lap a little too late. And considering most of my list was already cemented and I was consistently finding newer music or music from bands that I hadn't really dove into yet, um, it did fall to the back burner. But I will agree that it is a very fucking aggressive album. And it does not waste any time in making sure that you know where you where you stand, and that is in your own septic tank mm-hmm. with the rest of the shit and piss <laughs> where you belong, you fucking rat. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I there's not a lot to say about that that you haven't already said. I mean, yeah, it's, it it's sounds not in, so beefy, dude. Legit. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm glad it made your top five, if anything, because. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually waiting for it to pop up. And <laughs> fuck, if, if that's your number five, holy uh, fuck. Damn, Woo! son. Boundaries. Are- Go check it out, homies, if you haven't. You ready? You ready for my number five? <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Here we go. This this is the album, and you're already going to know what I'm going to – you're already going to know what it is. This is the album I was so scared to listen to. Because I I knew what sort of album it was going to be from the moment I put it on, the 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 singles leading up to this album were were enough for me to go okay, that's an album I need to mentally and physically prepare myself for. Hold on, I think I know. And this album at number five, Nectar. Yes. From Joji. <laughs> um. And look again. It took like, you as, a couple of days. It took me think, weeks. It took me weeks, nearly a month. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Josh released. and I had talked about it on the pod, and you still hadn't listened to it. Yeah, I'm, I literally said like, "I'm so sorry," but I just couldn't bring myself to yeah, listen to you it because I was, I wasn't ready. And even like listening to it, like a lot of the lyrics on that album, like really hit a fucking place mm-hmm. in my heart. And, um, you know, after the first listen, I like kind of just curled up into a fucking ball and like, <laughs> it's like that. About hey. my, so I thought about my life and like where I am mm-hmm. currently, like, why am I paying so much money for things that like people get for free living at home and shit? Like, <laughs> um, why, why do people not like me? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this, this album is just really incredible. Like I, I was mostly scared because I didn't want to leave the album disappointed. I didn't want to go mm-hmm. into it and be like, look, this isn't what I wanted and fuck you for not giving me that. But I now just feel like a big fuckhead. 
because I should have listened to it earlier. I should have got around it earlier. Um, I made a very big mistake and I made up for lost time once I had put it on the first yeah. time. Um, one of the best sounding vocal pop records to have come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Little Yachty feature, I would probably rate as one of the top three songs on that album. Um, yeah, like on first listen, that was when I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then a couple more listens, like, yeah, it, it fits. I'm a pretty boy living <laughs> on the west side. <laughs> Bro, Up and blue beards. Oh, my God. Look, honestly, mate, jo- Jody's vocals have drastically improved as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd agree with me on that 100%. one, but I also... I also think his songwriting and his oh, storytelling yep. has just be- has gone elevated and levels. Above. Yeah. Um, considering he started as like filthy Frank and <laughs> shit, like this and is then a pink fucking, guy. Like this, this is something. Just mm-hmm. he's so talented, man. It's incredible how how much pain one person holds in, and if anything, and if anything, it just goes to show that meme culture has got a lot to mm-hmm. answer for. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a, I mean he, he obviously can't do that sort of thing now. I mean the sort of content that Filthy Frank and <laughs> Guy were pushing forward. You can't Wouldn't do last, that. No, no you, you can't do that now. He'd be cancelled so fucking quickly. But now that he's progressed into Joji and he's doing this, I am so much more happy with this version of George than mm-hmm. I was uh, with anything else that he's done. I think this album is quite possibly, um, again, I've already said it, it's one of the best vocal pop albums, if not one of the best like sung albums mm-hmm. of the year. Um, there's probably not a lot that I can say negative about this. I don't think there's a single bad song on here for yeah. me personally. Um, every song works, every song has a purpose and every song legitimately made me feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot praise this album enough. It's, it honestly is a five out of five. It's yeah. a fucking, it's a great album, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, Joji, Nectar, get the fuck around it. Yeah. What a release. Honestly, man. So my top four were pretty consistent, like since they had come out. Um, they did a little bit of shuffling yesterday. Um, we now move into number four. One of the heaviest releases this year, Lorna Shaw, Immortal. Uh, yeah, we received I the knew news this earlier. was going to be up yeah. there. We received the news earlier, CJ was kicked, and there was so much speculation of what are they going to do? There was talk there was going to be no album. There was talk there was going to be instrumentals. And ultimately, they decided, fuck it, we're going to release it. We've put so much blood, sweat, and tears into it. And I'm so happy they did. Um, it's just given us pure demonic forces. It might, yeah, what might be the heaviest album of the year. Austin and Adam have really outdone themselves, especially from previous releases. They've upped it so much production-wise really um, tapping into that that black and atmospheric sound while CJ just rips through the mic like a boss you'd expect to see in Demon Souls. While the album has a pretty consistent sound, you get something a bit different from each track, from wailing riffs to brutal gutturals and pinpoint drumming. This album fucks start to finish. Even if you can't support CJ after his actions and whatnot, 
you it'd be extremely disrespectful to dishonor the rest of the band and not place them so highly or, or at least give them the listen and credit they deserve because this album has so much going for it what's the um what's the saying i hear a lot of people um saying online especially about um these types of um musicians that get removed from bands for Separating really disgusting the art acts. from the artists this is the yeah. this album is the prime example mm-hmm. of that exactly in every right. sense of the word. This is the album that you have to do this with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, just and, rude not to. It's so, oh, it's a whirlwind of just fucking terror. Yes, everything about it. As you mentioned earlier, the guitars aren't anything out of this world, but they just add that extra layer of just atmospheric black and just you feel like you're in the woods about to get fucking sacrificed. Yep. CJ, I am the goat this time. Yeah. I am the goat. And there's the man in the corpse paint with the church burning, burning behind ah. him. <laughs> CJ, he just such a waste of talent, man. Yeah. He does Honestly. so much. The distortion he can get through his voice. Um, the highs he hits, the lows he hits, the just toilet noise as well. The man was fucking something else. And I felt yep. like he really came through in Lorna Shaw and it had what was helped them elevate their sound that little bit more. Like the production, like from this, I think you go back to like Funeral Moon and everything else. It's literally just leagues above. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, and no disrespect like to Tom Barber either, but this is the best version of Lorna Shaw. Yep. Um, like obviously Tom's gone on to do way better things anyway. Um, personally, yeah, exactly. if, uh, if I had to compare like t- Lorna without Tom and Chelsea Green with Tom, like just let's, let's just say like, cause they've both moved on to do different things. Mm-hmm. Right. I prefer where Tom's gone with his band as yep. opposed to where Lorna Shaw has gone with their band. However, I do, I absolutely 100% back Lorna Shaw now more than ever mm-hmm. due to the fact that they, I think they've found this, the, the style the balance, of music yeah. that they have to go for. And now that they've had CJ, they cannot go back in terms of vocalists. Mm-hmm. They have to go for someone that's that aggressive. They have to go for that type of vocalist. Now they cannot, they cannot go back. They cannot go back. to. I think as well, like that's Tom also Barber. helps them as well because everyone sees like what they've done with a vocalist like that. And the, the best yes. vocalists are going to go to them now knowing they need yeah. someone. Yeah. No, I agreed. Man, this album, Such like, a good fucking album. You, when you say like, Oh, the heaviest album of all time, obviously there's different kinds of heavy, but this is definitely one of them all time. Yeah. You have to mention this album. It is filth. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty pretty disgusting. Yeah, but Immortal. not in terms of like anything bad. It's just fucking grotesque. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's every bad adjective to make it sound good. <laughs> if that exactly makes sense. right, yeah. A huge release. If for some reason you haven't listened to it, please go put it on. But prepare yourself. Maybe oh. maybe put a ring of salt around you first. The, the demons it, are coming. Uh, the, that album is just relentless torment. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> do you like that one? Do I you did. like it? I did. Oh, kiss me on the lips, Daddy. Because <laughs> at number four, that was 
Immortal by Lorna Shaw, and that was it on was. Bailey's list. But it's time for my number four now, and it's Loathe at number four for me, and I let it in, and it took everything. Wow. Um, now, I had heard a lot of praise aimed at this band, more so for the Deftones comparisons and... I actually had to go back and listen to older Deftones and be like, okay, well, where's the comparison? And I can kind of see it on some songs, but these fucking guys are so much heavier and so much more. I don't, I don't know what the word I want to use is, but if you had to use the, like if you had to compare them to Deftones, I don't think you're comparing them to the right band. I don't think Deftones is the band to compare them to. I think they kind of sit in two different categories of that new metal, alternative metal style that is, you know, really becoming more apparent now. Like we've already spoken about new metal core, which is just made up essentially, but it, it, it's whatever i think i think this album really fucking nails i keep saying that but i mean it's literally the only adjective i can use to describe a lot of things it it absolutely fucks on most fronts this is the album i was talking about earlier on in the podcast where i had to like check and make sure that they were like on sevens because they sound so fucking low it's disgusting disgusting how fucking low they've tuned their guitars i don't get it i look i mean there's there's crushing guitars there's there's vocals that soar and then fucking just face plant and scrape along the Mm -hmm. ground for fucking hours there's ambience from fucking asshole to breakfast and most songs on this album dude they hold up at every playthrough there's not a single song that I don't like on this album. I think the singles, um, if you were a fan um, coming into this album um, and you were hearing the singles, I mean, I didn't, but I um, could imagine that those songs would still be um, very good even now that the album's been out since fucking April. You know, like I got onto this album very, very, very late. It was probably around the time that Deftones album come out where I listened to Loathe and... Was this one of the ones I sent you? Loathe? brought up? Or was it the leached one? I think it was leached. Because I, I think I think I mentioned Loathe to you and I was like, have you heard this? And you're like, and yeah. I think we, I think I we kind of spoke about it. leached a couple it. of days before and I was like, oh, yeah. I, I still haven't heard that, by the way. Yeah. I think I may have tried, but I don't know what happened to that. I have to get send me send me a list of things that I haven't listened to that you know that you've sent but I haven't listened to because we'll go through it later anyway. But look, honestly, like the the Deftones comparisons mean fuck all on this album, especially considering yeah, which everyone what, says as well. It's it's a bit of a yeah. Weird one. I I I don't get um, on some songs. I do get it, but for a lot of this album, I I think. If you're going to compare it to Deftones, I think you need to go and put your nuts in a fucking vice grip and make sure that you fucking turn that bitch on so tight you literally have nothing but a fucking solid flap of skin just so close to your asshole. It's nothing but a fucking flap. That's just useless. 
I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just feel like you're wasting a lot of precious time if this album hasn't been listened to at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Get the Deftones comparisons out of your head because they both released two completely different albums, two bands that, I mean, sure, lo- uh, whatever. Loathe, number four. I let it in and it took everything. Um, Another fantastic sick album. Fun name fantastic fucking album bro it really is and another one where lyrical content is everything i think mm-hmm. you have to li- i think you have to listen and read along with this one um give it a listen man number three. Ooh, top three time baby let's go an album that was delayed so many times. It was promised to us so long ago. <laughs> we finally have it from probably one of my favorite in this sound. We have my man, Lil Lucy Vert with Eternal Take. Boy, so this album was delayed so many times. I think like four or five times. And it wasn't just delayed, but scrapped entirely. The producer was saying the Uzi would finish it a couple of days later. No, I'm not happy with it and start again. So really? it took us so long to get this. Yep. So they went back through about, like, yeah, four or five different albums. And what we got was 18 tracks and about an hour's worth of music. And not one of it, one part of it misses. Uzi really showing us why he's one of the front runners in this new wave of rap. We get straight bars and tracks like Lao Mean, Silly Watch, Pop, and You Better Move. Uzi gives us those slower ones that he's always done, like I'm Sorry, Celebration Station, Bigger Than Life, and P2, which was the second part to the massive 2013, 2017 anthem, EXO Cheer Life. A great introduction to Lil Uzi Vert um, as a complete Unmade. thing. Um, really, like this one and his last album were definitely more full, I think the word is. Um, yep. He definitely, you know, shows everything on this. Um, man, this album. And for one, I think it's got like one feature on it, which isn't even a real feature and 18 tracks long. It it bangs start to finish. If you enjoy that sort of new wave of rap, like your, your little Yotties, Lil Uzi, Future, Travis Scott, and you haven't for some reason listened to us, you need to. Um Uzi's the man, and I can't wait for his next release as well. I know we're going back to the 2016 style, the purple hair Uzi. It's going to be a big release. Yeah, even for me, because I, <laughs> I asked you one day, because I I don't know what come over me. I was just like, give me a list of albums from artists that you know I just don't fucking <laughs> like. And you gave me one Uzi album, and I was like, surely he has a better one. And then you finally gave me a better one, and I ended up moving on to this. And um, although it didn't crack any honorable mention or obviously the top 20, I'm going to spoiler. I would happily say that this is the album for me from Uzi. Um, None of it, like you said, none of it misses. I think every single song had, had its purpose and it fucking means well. I, Thoroughly, like I enjoyed Juice World's album as background music and like just something else to have on mm-hmm. whilst I'm doing something. Um, this this was that album for me. It really really made an impact in terms of like an artist that I wouldn't have given the time of day to. 
mm-hmm. uh, as you already know, like I <laughs> couldn't couldn't give a fuck about him or anything like that. But yeah. being being more exposed to this type of music from like Cooper and you know, you, obviously you and Josh and you know, fucking you know, Mackenzie's starting to get back into mumble rap again now. <laughs> um, this this is definitely one of the albums where I can go, okay, like I finally understand now. I I get it. This is good. Um, I think this is definitely a huge shout, um, even for people who don't like this style of um, rapping or hip hop, like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, go and listen to other albums, but I wouldn't. I think this is a fucking good enough album to kind of get a gauge of who he is and what he wants to do, yeah. and then maybe try and find fan favorites. Whether it's song like songs, or you probably want to find like a mixtape or an album or something of his to listen to next. But um, I would definitely agree; it's a fucking solid shout. Well done, Little Uzi Vert, Eternal Attack, number three. My number three. Ooh. And you've already mentioned this just I before. I think I actually, know. Is Ohms by Deftones. Yeah. Um, again, like you said, like after 2016's Gore, I think well, this should have been what Gore was. (laughs) I mean, I have gone back to Gore and Gore really isn't a bad album at its heart, but you can tell that there was a lot of Mm -hmm. fucking arguing happening. (laughs) And, um, just want to also mention, because apparently it fucking matters every time, every time that Stephen Carpenter goes up a string for an (laughs) album, it literally becomes headlines everywhere. Oh my God, he's using a seven string. Oh my God, he's using an eight string. Holy fuck, the cunt's using a nine string. It's exactly what it did on this album. Um, And you can tell, you can fucking tell, because a lot Mm. of the riffs on this album just fucking chug. Um, Quite personally, one of my favorite albums, and i I mean, I can agree with you right right now that this album was on repeat for such <laughs> a long time. Even now, like it's, I don't even know how Apple Music hasn't counted this as one of the most played albums of the year because it was on repeat for like five days flat. And um, look, I can't really add any more to this than what you haven't, like what mm. you've already said. It's a very consistent album. Um, not a lot of tracks miss. Chino's vocals are incredible. Yeah. Sergio's bass lines are fucked. I think that this has got to be some of the best sounding bass this year um, and actually made me order my own bass guitar. Um, Real? Yep. Yep. Fuck yep. yeah, man. Yep. I'm um, planning. I've got the four string on its way. But I have started looking into fives already. <laughs> Hasn't even got it yet. He wants a five. Yeah, because I just <laughs> put some shitty eBay fucking yeah. bass guitar. Because I was like, "Fuck it, um, why not learn on the four? Because because like my old roommate suggested to me, like if you want to learn bass, just get a four string. Because most bands only use mm-hmm. fours. And then obviously my argument to that was, well, I listen to a lot of bands that use more than four. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> just because you listen to pop punk and emo rock doesn't mean that I do. Like I, my, my artists use more of their fucking brain cells. But anyway, um. <laughs> fantastic album start to finish i think this is definitely 
um, one of the all-time greats. And Metal Hammer really nailed it on the head by naming it number one. Um, it's a fucking flawless album for me personally. Um, one of the next or two of the next two albums for me are also pretty flawless. Um, but this one is the start of that. So number three, Ohms, Deftones, fucking hell. <laughs> Alrighty. This next one was number one all year long since it came out. It oh, lost no. its spot yesterday and it was the one I said you were probably going to be the most, I guess, confused about. Um, I know it didn't even crack your honorable mentions, but um, for one reason or another, I was hooked from the beginning. Oh, we have, no. We have currents the way it ends. I'm glad that's not your number one. It was. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. It's, I'm really glad it's not your number one. Because that... Yeah, go on. I don't know what it was. I've just been hooked. Like I didn't know about the band before this release uh, before either. Um, but I was taken back. Like after talking shit all year long about how the majority of metal is so, metalcore is so stale and boring. Yep. These yep. guys came out and gave me exactly what I love about metalcore. It's got its melodic leads, chunky rhythms, heavy breakdowns. Not too many clean vocals, but they're they're sprinkled in there. But we get some really tasty gutturals from time to time too. Like they've got that almost deathcore <sighs> sound we touched on. Yep. And he's got some fucking pipes. Um, oh, bro. He does, doesn't he? The opening track, uh, Never There, really <laughs> sets the stage for the album as well and a perfect build-up for a flag to wave with those war drums. Um, open the track. I can picture the crowd losing it when it, the song opens up with the go. Um, yep. We both touched on Poverty of Self last week as the clear rager on the album. Definitely, yeah, the standout for me as well. Yep. We got um, some of those clean vocals, if you want to call them that, and Monster. Monsters, a big track as well. Um, some huge pinches on that song as well. Split is a big track to bang your head to and then really mellow out to in the end as well. Like, this is where Metalcore, I guess, should be. Not leaning into that bring me horizon architects worship sort of stuff yeah man like it's it's just grabbed me and held me all year long especially like crazy like not knowing them but i remember putting on like the first singles and like the next single would release and the next single i was like fucking hell so yeah yeah yeah, I, I agree with you. Like the singles that they dropped, like one by one, were just fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But I think what really killed that album for me was the full release. So and, like the back you know, three tracks. No, like the whole album, like from front to back. Like it did it didn't really do for me what it did for you. It made me realize that like they probably should have just made a deathcore album instead of a metalcore one. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, not to take anything away, um, they have made a pretty good album, a pretty sound album, honestly. Um, I think I did mention it, honorable mentions, but that's all it really deserved on my front. Um, I, I, I can't really talk too much shit about it because, I mean, I did go back to it the other day and went, yeah, I get it. And then kind of mm. just put it back to the back burner. <laughs> So I, I'm glad you're giving it some raps. Yeah, man. Um, 
poverty itself hey, needs yeah, poverty to itself. sit in the fucking mm-hmm. top three. Even if it's even if it's just like as like a song in the album, I'm glad that poverty itself belongs in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I give a fuck about. That song still bangs. Oh yeah, man. Huge song. I yeah, like I feel like as well, they can definitely build on this for the next release as well, like see kind of what everyone's opinion was. And I think a lot of people could sort of stand where we are as well. Like it was almost a bit lackluster in spots. Like they need to kind of up the ante a little bit more on the heavy for a whole release. Mm-hmm. So I'm keen to see what they do from here. What kind of tours they play, who they tour with as well. What Maybe that influences their next release. So yeah, big up from me. I loved it. Current's the way it ends. Number two. My number two, and again, you've already mentioned this one earlier. Mm. How to survive a funeral. Yeah, this is hard. Make man. them suffer. I fucking love <laughs> this album, and it fucking muscled its way to number two. Mm. Um, I love this album. I haven't gone back and listened to it in full since I stopped playing it on repeat. Um, like it was in my black like, daily played like very yeah, religiously. 100%. Um, uh, step one is quite mm. possibly the one, the second best intro of the year besides coffin. Um, for me personally, uh, I, I think they really set the tone and the fucking pace for this album with step one and then just Banger after Rager <laughs> after fucking oh man this this album does not put a foot wrong honestly I um I can't wait to see make them suffer perform this shit live mm-hmm. I think this is their best work to date personally um I really can't again I really can't fault anything about this album I think I said to you at one stage that like. I think we both kind of agreed at one stage that um, if you're going to do clean vocals, do them properly. <laughs> and I think that was more in line with the attendant because of Sean doing those like pretend cleans. That sort of raspy stuff, almost like what Joel does. Yeah. But except Joel actually attempts to sing <laughs> unlike Sean. So, I mean, I'm going to give more points to Joel on that front. I think if, if Sean was really serious about doing singing at some point in Make Them Suffer songs, which I'm not, go- and I'm not opposed to at all, I think they're going down that track anyway. So if they're going to do it, he needs to pull his finger out. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, such Man, a good he has album. some of the tightest vocals as well. And... Um... and yeah. I don't know uh, if you've would... watched it, but the Cardavox Academy YouTube channel um, broke down the Bones song. And, no, I haven't. Uh, great release. He's the vocalist for so many bands like Viramia and Kardashev, I think. But So he's sick. But like he pointed out things in the song that I hadn't heard before. And like it really goes to show how talented and precise Sean can be. Like he's just so... He, he does what he does, but he does it perfectly. And he's got such an incredible range too. Not only can he do some fucking really disgusting, like bottom of the fucking pit lows, (laughs) but some of his like high pitched screams that he does throughout this album are just breathtaking. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really do it a lot throughout this album, but when When he he does does, hit them, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oof. It's just the tone to his voice and the distortion as well is so good. And you've already mentioned it. makes it you really feel it. Oh, 100%. I, um, I, I just need to quickly bring up before we spend too much longer on this album, considering we've pretty much already covered it with your um, piece <laughs> earlier. Um, the fucking guitars. Yeah, Nick crushed it, man. It, these have to be the best sounding guitars in any heavy music release this mm-hmm. year. I do not give a fuck. I will arm wrestle you. I will fucking put you into an armbar like fucking Do Bronx did to Ferguson over the weekend. I will fuck you up if you're going to tell me that these guitars are not the 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 tastiest, most yeah. mouth watering. Uh, I can actually feel like Just the saliva <laughs> creating in my mouth right now, dude. They absolutely fucking nail yeah. this album. Um, I just can't get enough of Bones, man. Just da 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 da. da. <laughs> yeah, and like, and that's the same with me for like erase the me. Whole, yeah, like I really cannot get over like, especially that la- the last part, mm-hmm. like with the gang it vocals just opens up. Yeah, oh, bro, and that's one of the the high pitched vocal like mm-hmm. screams that um Sean uses that I'm talking about. Like, incredible, super distorted and a little bit weird, but like you you know what he's trying to do, you know what he's going for, and it fucking works. Album definitely one of the best of the year for me. Make them suffer. How to survive a funeral, number two. I love that man. I can't wait to see it. Oh, they really need to kind of bring the stage as well with it. I feel like you know, do some confetti, do some CO two. Yeah, now they deserve a fucking bigger stage. They can't mm-hmm. be playing in the zoo anymore, man. No. They don't belong in the zoo. <laughs> Let those animals out. Oh, bro, there's fucking more than animals coming out of that fucking place, bro. Let me tell you. Holy fuck. Oh, so it's we time have for it. number one. We move I, into number one. I think I know what this is, but I want you to tell me what it is anyway. <laughs> I, know, I think I already know what this so... is because you haven't said it once. And if, <laughs> and if I fucking know what album this uh... is... Oh my I don't God. think you get any fucking points for guessing, but yesterday on the way home from work, I managed to get an early knockoff, which is extremely rare for me. Um, it was raining, driving home. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't I need know. something super heavy. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> I need yes! this. Nectar oh. by Joji. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as it wasn't, as soon as it wasn't at like five or four, I knew it was number one. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Fucking hell, go on, Bailey. And Talk to me, baby. He's created an untouchable record. I want to say, I don't know. If it cracks all-time top five for me, but ten without a doubt. Especially considering music like this isn't normally my cup of tea. It's man, it does something to me. Hey, perfect for the late night driving, driving in the rain, doing literally anything. You get eighteen tracks, and all of them are perfect. Lately, I've been finding myself jumping straight to track twelve and just going from there. I've really come to love the back half of the album. Um, that's where the real kind of gems are. Um, Afterthought, seven seven seven, reanimator, like you do in your man. I think they're my favorites. 
How good is Afterthought, mm-hmm. honestly? I don't like Benny at all, but no. that fucking feature I, is killer. Yeah, where he... um, I feel like on these tracks in particular, it's where he kind of went from the more kind of experimental sort of with the album, you know, tried something yeah. else, tried something new, and they've all got really interesting but simple beats as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, 777 Reanimate, I think. And then finishing off with Your Man... Um, it's more of kind of an electronic vibe. It just takes me back to, I think it was 2017, maybe. Yeah, 2017. Yep, 2017. Listen out. out. We were closing off the festival. It was starting to rain. And it just gives me those vibes for some reason. Uh, it makes me so happy. For such a melancholic and depressing album, it does almost make you feel really warm and fuzzy in a way. Yep. Back that. I can't explain it, but I know Josh says exactly the same thing. Like, it is such a sad album. And as you said, like, the, the way this man feels, like, oh man, it quickly, yeah, uh, flew straight up to my number one played album of 2020. Maybe I'm just a fucking big sad boy, but this album, man, is something else. Yeah. yeah. A fan of pop music, Joji really injects his own flavor and soul into this record, and you can really feel every emotion and note throughout the whole record, front to back. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, Joji, Nectar, I could go on all day, man. Mister Bailey Pontoons, number one. Yeah, hey, I <laughs> like that. I really do. And the final one. Here we go. End it, the Heavy end Boys, 2020. Now, I just want to preface this by saying this album did not lose its spot all <laughs> fucking year. This album held number one from the moment it released and did not lose it. It didn't even come close to losing it, let me add. Um, I still I, haven't figured this one out. I, I fucking enjoyed this album start to finish. There is nothing to hate about this album on my end personally this is a return to form what could what you could mistake for some of their older music just remastered it is enter shikari <laughs> with nothing is true and everything is possible okay holy i forgot about fuck. this this album rips so much ass bro i couldn't fucking believe this album was a legitimate thing when um, the Dreamers Hotel dropped maybe at the end of last year. I think it was closer towards the start of this year because um, they were here um, for good things in 2019, mm-hmm. but they didn't play any new songs. I think the newest song they played was Stop the Clocks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, they either tour to finish the cycle or they tour to start the cycle. And... They, they toured to finish the cycle in Australia. So it was only really fitting that as soon as that really ended within the next couple of months, they dropped new music. And with the Dreamers Hotel, it really gave me old school Shikari vibes. Um, they, they really didn't put a fucking foot wrong on this album with um, Tina being the next single. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was the great, uh, the great unknown. No, it was the King. The King was another yeah. single from the album. Um, they didn't really, they didn't miss a fucking beat. They really nailed the, the, the theme of, you know, 
being so fucked. <laughs> you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they politically fucked in a world that's just not getting any better. Yeah. We are all just fucking mice in this giant fucking cage and no one wants to break out. Um, I, I, I have nothing but fucking praise for this album. I, I can't skip anything on the album. All of its passages make me feel something different with each, each song. There's, there's nothing but substance from track one all the way through to fucking 15. Um, honestly, a little bit short at 44 minutes, but for mm. an alternative, for an alternative, sort of electronic core album. I mean, they've always been in that, you know, that, that little slither of fucking metal, <laughs> yeah. but look, um, in terms of like, I mean, they really dropped the fucking ball with, um, the spark. I feel like mm. that album really was really fucking poor, especially after the mind sweep, the mind sweep was so fucking good. I think it really, really brought in what makes heavy music so good as well as what makes electronic music so good. What Enter Shikari has always been so good at doing. Um, And a bit of a guilty pleasure for me too, honestly. Like I, I will always go back and listen to Sorry, You're Not a Winner at least once or even Johnny Sniper. Um, Take to the Skies era, Enter Shikari is just incredible. And I feel like this is the only album in their discography that'll get us closer to that especially yeah, in modern yeah. times now. Um, fuck me dead. If you haven't listened to this album, anyone, if you haven't listened to this album, um, <laughs> you're a fuckhead. <laughs> um, and if you have listened to the album and you've forgotten about it, go back and listen to it. It's, it's, that's it's me. Quite, that's me. <laughs> it's, it's incredible, man. Mm. I'm, I've had goosebumps from the moment I started talking about this album again because I can hear this the the piano for the great unknown starting and then the way that it bro- like it smashes through that wall and breaks into song number two, it just fucking it just rolls on and on and on, and oh, I could crap on for so long about this album, but I'm not going to because I've already done so enough. My number one, Enter Shikari. Nothing is true and everything is possible. Well, there you have it. I think we do a quick run through. So, yep. your 20 to 1. 20, Black Dahlia Murder, Verminous. 19, Leech to Dell the Blades of Your Abuse. 18, The Amity Affliction, Everyone Loves You Once You Leave Them. Trivium, What the Dead Men Say. Ghost Main, Anti Icon. Within Destruction, Yoki. Protest the Hero, Polympist. 13, Justice for the Dam, Pain is Power. 12, Code Orange Underneath. Ether Coven, Everything is Temporary Except Suffering. 10, The Acacia Strain, Slow Decay, Make Them Suffer. How to Survive a Funeral was 8. Clipping was actually number 9. Visions of a Body Being Burned. Deftones, Ooms, 7. Alpha Wolf, A Quiet Place to Die. Boundaries, You're Receding Warmth to Bring It Into 5. Then we went into Lorna Shore or Mortal. Lil Uzi Vert, Eternal Attack. Currents, the way it ends, and Joji Nectar. Starting from 20, going to 11. Protest the hero, Palimpsest. Palimpsest? I don't fucking know. That's a weird name, mm-hmm. but I think I butcher it every time. But yeah, it's always the something hero. different every year. Uh, Palimptists. I don't fucking know. Um, protest the hero, 
I like that one. We'll go with that. Um, but yes, number 20, Protest the Hero. Ghost Main, Anti-Icon, number 19, Vermicide Violence. The Praxis of Prophylaxis, 18. 17, Childish Gambino, 3, 15, 20. 16, Monolith, No Saints, No Solace. 15, Buried Alive, Fuego. Pathogen at number 14 with Null Space. Amity Afflictions, Everyone Loves You Once You Leave Them at 13. I had Lorna Shaw's Immortal at number 12. And to round off 20 to 11, I had Acacia Strain and Slow Decay. From 10 to 1, Clipping, Visions of Bodies Being Burned, Logic's No Pressure at number 9, Alpha Wolf, A Quiet Place Die at number 8, Neck Deeps at number 7 with All Distortions Are Intentional, Code Orange underneath, Just Falling Out and Making Number 6. Number five and the start of the big dogs for me was Joji's Nectar. Loathe, I let it in and it took everything. Number four. Ooms, Deftones, number three. Make Them Suffer, How to Survive a Funeral, number two. And number one, Enter Shikari, Nothing is True and Everything is Possible. Oh. Oh. Thank you all so much. It was, it's been a big boy. So if you split it over a couple of listens, thank you for coming back. We're, yes. we're just happy to do this. I've been looking forward to this one for a while now. I know you have as well. I look forward to doing the end of year at the mm-hmm. start of the year. <laughs> Purely because like whether it's been a shit year in music or whether, even if it's been a mediocre year in music, I think you could argue that 2019 wasn't so great. Um, but I feel like where 2019 lacked, 2020 really made up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, what was a, such a shitty year? Oh, uh, and um, you know, and considering that we couldn't do anything, you know, mm-hmm. it 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 really is so nice to know that these bands weren't wasting their fucking time, whether they had albums already in the pipeline ready to go before COVID swung around, whether they had just decided to make album this year, you know, before COVID or, you know, during COVID doesn't fucking matter. At the end of the day, I think both of our lists prove that a lot of really good music come out this year and we were spoiled for choice across Mm -hmm. the fucking board. Yeah. Whatever your taste Um, is, you got it. Like uh, we both had very diverse lists. Um, uh, yours definitely more so, um, well, more surprising than I thought it was going to be from <laughs> in my books, to be honest. Um, but you know what I knew for certain was that Joji was not going to be any lower than fucking five. <laughs> um, Man, he hits different. He really fucking does. And um, I just want to say thank you, Bailey, for um, doing this with me for a lot of thank this you, year. Thank you, Brody. Um, it's been we've an had- absolute pleasure. I know, I know we've had Josh and Cooper come in and help us for a little bit. And I want to say thank you to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, without them, I don't think I really would have started this idea of the podcast the way that I did. Um, it's a shame that they couldn't be with us for the rest of the year. Um, however, um, I couldn't have imagined doing this type of podcast with anyone else than you, my friend. Oh. I think, um, I think that out of all of my friends, um, you are the closest um, 
in terms of wavelength when it comes to this style of music. Yeah. Not not even this style of music. Just with all a lot music. Of, Just With life. a lot of things in music. I think we kind of, I don't know, agree to disagree if you really want to, but I feel like we kind of just work on a wavelength and we, we fucking just get what mm. we need, what we want from each other. Um, again, I mean, I'm just sucking your dick at this point, but I mean, I couldn't have. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I couldn't have done this <laughs> podcast, um, especially this one without you. And I wouldn't have done it without you. So again, I, I thank you very much for doing this with me. Um, I don't, I, mean, I still haven't decided whether we do another one next week to make up for the new releases that we missed out on this week. Um, but um, if we do, or if we don't, um, again, thank you for a fantastic year in podcasting. I, um, for our first foray, I think mm-hmm. we fucking killed it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we only go up from here, baby. 20, exactly 2021 right. is a fresh year and we get to start our, right our from first the top, baby. full year. There's going to oh, be some big releases. Good. It's going to be good, baby. <sighs> Mate, is there anything you want want to add before we sign off? No, just a big thank you to everyone that listens. Um, again, if you have anything to say, good or bad, we will take it and work with it. We want to thank anyone that listens. You know, drop your comments. We want to hear your albums as well. Um, thank you so much. Like, even if we give you one new album or one new artist that you go ahead and listen to and end up falling in love with, I think that's our job done at the end of the day. We're just two dudes who just want to just talk about what we talk about, but, you know, maybe shine a light on a few other things for people. And yeah, it's honestly amazing. So thank you all. Yeah. 100%. Thank you, Brody. Mate. I, um, I really think this is probably the best way for us to do it too. Cause I think we could fucking text for hours. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we talk for a... hours. So texting oh, would take bro. even longer. Oh dude. I, once we get on a roll mm-hmm. and, and we're on our fucking phones, bro. Like I feel like we just stay stuck to it for so <laughs> long. So I'm glad we give ourselves like maybe one to four hours every week <laughs> to do this. Um, I, um, yeah, I can't wait for next year. And, um, Another massive year, I really hope. Um, Humanity's Last Breath is the mm-hmm. first major release on my books, at least anyway. I don't yeah. know if you know anything coming up, but... Um, no, yeah, but yeah, that's definitely one we will be discussing in depth. Oh, faux show, my friend, faux show. Look, I think um, I think that sums up for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey's pretty much said it all already. Um Stay in touch with us. Get in touch with us. Um, I don't really think I've got anything else to add besides our stream us. on Twitch. Uh, yeah, touch us too. Um, and while you're at it, touch the follow button on my Twitch channel. <laughs> um, it is free. It helps me grow my community. I um, have been very slack in streaming, but uh, that's because I'm trying to figure out how to make it all work so I can make the stream better. I did just buy a bass guitar, so I am going to be shit out of luck with that for a little bit um however uh it is twitch.tv forward slash coach underscore mud butt b-u-t-t um i pretty much stream everything and anything um and it will be a lot of Warzone come wednesday new season baby for the new season so um guys i guess we'll keep you posted whether we decide to do another episode before the year closes out but if we don't i just want to say thank you again for listening, however you've listened. Um, Bailey, again, it's been a pleasure. We've been the heavy boys. That's been Bailey. 
And I have been Brody, your favorite personal per- your favorite personal trainer, Coach Mudbutt. <laughs> we are signing off for the time being. Fuck you very much for listening. We Enjoy love the you. rest of your fucking year. Peace out, homies.